0: It's time for the Ghostfire Media Network Podcast Show. Featuring the stars of iRacing's IVRL and the AOLL. Now here's your host, the Ghostfire Media Network crew.
1: Four years ago, and then uh, a Go XLR to drive it, so it makes it really nice because it, it boosts something that's super cheap and makes it makes it sound pretty good.
0: Yeah, it, the big thing is, is I unfortunately one of my good friends and actually my boss used to be a professional audio engineer, so this headset came from his old company and it's actually what Fox uses in the broadcast. If I really wanted to, I could bust out the professional studio <laughs> mic. But this is a whole lot more comfortable.
2: Yeah, it's good. I mean, uh, you know, having a really good mic, I got to get the little bleep button set up here. It'd probably help. Uh, Especially with out. me. <laughs> Especially with me around when I'm here. You need like five bleep buttons and you just need them on a repeat when you just get that automatic dump button going. All right. Well, <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, well, and uh, welcome to our wonderful podcast here We're on episode number 24 uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what you do for a living. Uh, if you have any sim experience outside of fuel and do you have any outside racing experience outside of the sim community as a whole?
1: Uh, yeah. So I'm Eric Weinland, by the way, nice to meet everyone out there that's listening. Um, thank you guys for having me on. First of all, uh, I know we tried to line this up last week, but one of my jobs is I work as a operator of... Uh, basically tracking technology at a minor league ballpark. Uh, I track a baseball game, all the players on the field, all the objects on the field. So basically the ball and uh, I have to model it in computer software, make sure it looks good. And then they use that for uh, data for player evaluation down the road. So things like player speeds, throw speeds, reaction timings. Did they take an efficient path to the ball and everything like that? So that's you mean all probably the, the cooler of my Bean, tool jobs, but
3: You I mean all the stuff that Billy Bean was like, we're gonna fight about this if oh, you start using these.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, that whole that whole Moneyball sequence is way before its time, but it was it was pretty cool. That's one of the one of the things that got me interested in what I got my degree in. So uh I graduated in twenty nineteen with a bachelor of science from Penn State, uh, in computer science. So just haven't found the career job yet because not too far after i got out uh a giant pandemic swept over the world uh I so that leads, me, <laughs> that leads me i've never me heard to, of uh, it that leads me to my other job which is just working retail at staples uh i'm a i'm a tech sales associate so i know a lot of my tech so that's why i got you know such a nice like pretty cool stream setup so i put time in did the research and uh and the money too uh, as far as sim experience, uh, I've joined iRacing January thirty first, twenty nineteen. Uh, I remember Get that date because, uh, yeah, I was. I remember that date for a couple reasons, but, uh, basically, I was already a console racer and league racing on console, and I decided that I wanted to like move it up a notch. I just gotten a wheel, uh, for my christmas present of that year um or that past christmas so i finally decided to take the dive and get into it and then uh beyond that just a lot of, i've done quite a bit of league racing a lot of interest in like 100 percent races so i used to be a part of a league called the galaxy cup series which uh ran 100 cup races which was pretty wild and i won in my first my first appearance there Uh, Full open setups and everything. I mean, the whole works. And then uh, I did Road to Pro this year. First time really trying my hand at it. I was kind of doing it myself. Didn't really have too much in the way of, like, help in terms of setup shop. I had some old sets from a friend who was on a team uh, last time or last season that they had run Road to Pro. And... uh, Beyond that, finished eighty fifth in the first round, so we missed it just by fifteen spots. But I was pretty hype. because uh, it was just a great time.
0: So what? Uh, we we see that you obviously have the streaming set up. We'll allow you to give the shameless plug for your stream here.
1: Yeah. So uh, if you're on Twitch, look up Lucky We Are, all one word. Uh. I pretty much stream Twitch on occasion, mostly consistently Monday nights for uh, Fuel, of course, when you guys are doing the race broadcast. I got my in car, so if anyone ever wants to see that, uh, that's pretty much pretty much the extent of that. Uh, other streams usually, usually I racing. I play a little bit of Squad. I don't know if you guys have heard of that game. Oh, uh, it's kind of underrated. Yeah, kind of a cross between uh, and. Uh, Arma. And then, uh, what I'm playing right now, as you guys see me look at my other monitor here, uh, Destiny 2. I've sunk a ton of time into Destiny. And I, uh, I
0: literally just got back into Destiny 2 <laughs> about two weeks ago because a friend of mine, it's pretty much the only game outside of Mario Kart he'll play with us online. <laughs> and it just <laughs> works out perfectly.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah if you guys want to follow there lucky we are on uh on, on twitch no uh no other really handles to follow unless you want to look up my name on twitter but there's there's nothing great on, on my twitter other than a lot of likes and retweets of anything sports so
2: i got you man so how long have you been racing with fuel
1: uh this is my first season in fuel so i i became real good friends with uh Delanta ballard As as you guys have seen, we are on the same team VRA, and uh, he he kind of wrote he and uh, a couple of buddies of his on the on the VRA team kind of wrote me into doing this. I'm not normally a fixed series racer. I like my open setups just because I like sinking the time into it, even if I don't get a huge reward at at the other end of it. Uh, So he brought me in, and I mean, first race we finished P4 with a chance to win. Uh, was pretty hype, so I was like, okay, I'll stick this out. Sportsman was a fun time. I, I was battling for the championship there with uh Danny Ware, uh, and and that kind of cemented is like, okay, this is pretty cool. I'll give this a shot, see what it's like. I've never really run the B car, let, let alone running anything fixed, and uh, so far I've really enjoyed it.
0: I'm a big fan of the fixed personally, just because it's you're going to win based on skill and skill level rather than i have the time to put in to make a good setup and i have a setup that's perfect for me whereas i guarantee your setups for me would probably make me 2 seconds worse
1: <laughs> uh that's that's the thing right do you drive a car loose do you drive a car tight uh i like to live on the edge uh, to quote steven tyler there uh but it, and all in all i mean i like having a little more control of it like if the track is suddenly taking a crap ton of heat and the rubber's really slick like i i know what to do to to make an adjustment not just adjusting my line maybe a cooler part of the track but like being able to crank on that wedge a little bit change it up and uh get into a position where i can feel so comfortable again i, I think
2: that's the hardest thing i had when i transferred from uh console to uh i racing was on console you start everybody starts with the exact same setup but once you make that first green flag pit stop or whatever pit stop you had you can change the air pressure you could change the wedge in the car you're able to do those little nuances to be able to see you know make your car drive better but everybody started with that same fixed setup so I kind of like that aspect of it and whenever I came into iRacing I think that was kind of the hardest uh lesson of break me was that I wasn't able to fix that type of thing in car I think that we should still be able to start with a fixed setup but once we go underneath pit road I should be able to add more tape or I should be able to crank the wedge a little bit I think you know I think those are the things that you know should be added to it you know um but yeah I I tried my best to try to do these uh open setups I just don't understand the you know anything about it so I'm not putting my time and effort into it. I like these fixed run leaks.
3: Well, Adam, I don't know if uh, iRacing was listening to your thoughts or not, but I know they've talked about uh, implementing something like that in the early part of
0: next year. Uh, I will be the first to say running Indy, any of those fixed setups, the fact that I can't change the weight jacker, drives me nuts.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I would love to see them make a change like that. I don't think they will for the sheer fact of what you talked about, how it's fixed is, is that place to go when you don't have time to sink into it, when you just want to drive based off pure skill. And uh, as much as I would love to see them open up those adjustments, I feel like, I mean, at, at the core heart, we still play a game, a version yeah. of a game, right? There's always going to be a way to exploit things. I mean, the people that put in so much time that get to the top by... Figuring out, I mean, there used to be a thing out there when I first started about uh, jacking the rear end when the, first, when the high downforce package came out, it was jacked the rear end all the way up in the air, eight inches on ride height. And it didn't matter if it was all the way up. It really wasn't going to slow you down that bad. You just needed to use that to have the best long run pace. It made sense physically, but it was one of those things like it's not not totally realistic per se. Of course, we, they, have all those broadcasts, NBC, Fox highlighted how there was a difference between uh, guys that were trimmed out versus packed for high downforce. And uh, we got a little bit of that, but I, I only joined iRacing, like you said, in 2019. And I had that small glimmer of dynamic track, low downforce package for about four weeks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, everybody's got wish lists. I think the biggest wish list, I think. I know me personally is I don't run in 100% cup leagues or any 100% leagues. And I hate having the only way to test uh, a a league setup or a league anything is to either A, put up a server or try to find hopefully that track and car combination is an AI race. I know uh, we as the AOL league uh, went underneath the iRacing forms and requested and commented and bumped that uh, request up because you know, you know, every other, like, uh, IMSA cars, they have uh, ways you can change the fuel load for for qualifying laps and all that good stuff. So, I think, you know, the Cups cars, the trucks, Xfinity, Arca, should be able to adjust the fuel loads when you go out there and driving out on fresh tires. You'll have the correct fuel load for the league race you're running, because not every real league race starts with 100% fuel.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I... I really am excited for uh, well, the new damage model when it finally gets here because I, I, having run it in ARCA when we did Sportsman, there's some pretty cool things that are nice about it and then there's still some really wonky stuff. <laughs> uh, wh- one of those 100% Cup Series races I did last year in a league, we th- when they temporarily enabled the new damage model on the Cup cars, right? Uh, we were at Michigan and I was trying to, we were, we were only like lap five or something like that. I just tried to push another guy who was really fast in the league. We wanted to get out front uh, down the front stretch and I got bumper hooked to him and thrown to the inside wall down the front stretch and shot back out into the field. It was <laughs> the wildest thing, but it was one of those that has to stand because it's a, it's a league event and uh, that new damage model got subsequently disabled pretty quickly uh, back last year.
0: At least you never got to deal with the arcas and the front end issue, to where you can just ghost through the rear bumper, to where by the time you're actually hitting oh. something solid, you've <laughs> totally. got them wedged up in the air, and there's no hope of them surviving.
1: I uh, quite a bit of quite a bit of experience doing that. Too much at Daytona. Let's let's just leave that there. <laughs>
0: So on to fuel conversation here you are currently sitting in third without a win what what are you going to attribute that to
1: uh luck is is definitely part or, or luck is definitely something always on my side uh that's kind of where I get the nickname from but no, we had a chance this week at Kansas, right? And I just went out there and I made a mistake. I knew I needed to keep my teammate behind me at that point in the race. So I was just going as hard as I could to try to try to make it hard. And I had just that one bad three and four where it got a little loose, and I wanted to open the wheel up to try to try to not make it near as bad. And uh, just when I wall. did that, I hit the wall. So, yeah, that that probably killed our chance that week at least. The rest of them, I mean, Daytona is is the wild card that it is, right? we managed to get ourselves to the right place at the right time, but I wish the fixed set didn't have 0% tape because I feel like I could have done a lot better at that point, uh, side drafting especially on the lanes. But the rest of them, I mean, we've been to, what, USA, North Wilkesboro. I'm never really good at short tracks. I managed to survive pretty well. That's pretty much my key there. I
0: think that was just uh, about everyone at USA.
1: yeah. And then uh, I I forget what what's been our other oh, yeah.
0: Homestead and, Sebring.
2: Yeah. and Sebring. Se- Sebring
1: Sebring was an interesting one. I am not a big road racer uh, in general, but specifically in the stock cars, I just can't figure it out. I can't get that one last thing I need to, to quite figure it all out. So, uh, road courses we're just gonna we're gonna <laughs> leave that as a wash. Homestead. I I think we were running okay. We had a little bit of contact, I think, toward the end. But it's Cameron Hearn just took us to school. I didn't have a great line uh, compared to what Cam could do. And by the time I kind of figured it out at the end of the race, it was way too late. Uh, We were already like 10 to go. Tried to pull a different strategy game, as as we saw. Uh, Strategy's been a really unique thing this year and fuel. And I kind of like the race distances that we've had. Darlington was the other one there. We ran well, but not well enough. there as well, uh, managing to keep it off the wall. But Kansas man, that, that I feel like was my, my first real chance at it this year. And we just weren't able to capitalize there at the end, but I have to shout out my boy, AJ Roderick, uh, for sitting on the box for that race. Cause he helped me out a lot on that one.
0: So, how often have you run with a live spotter?
1: Uh, not terribly often. I've done some spotting actually myself. Via, uh, I was fortunate enough to work with Chris Overland from the uh, eNASCAR Coke Series last year. Toward the end of the year, uh, I was able to be a live spotter for him, and I feel like I have a pretty good knack for it. I just haven't really gotten too many opportunities to go at go at that, and uh. So if if any for some reason any Coke pros watching out here and you want to spot or hit me up. But uh spotting's just a fun thing for me. I feel like I'm very good at communicating a lot of information very quickly and uh getting that experience of it. So it's it's been fun, but I myself I always look for a live spotter, but I understand like I got DeLon who's running the race with me, so I can't really do too much in that regard in terms of having him live spot and things like that. So
2: yeah, I mean, I think for me, like I've only I've had like a spotter once or twice outside of our 24 hour uh, Daytona thing. And uh, I think for me, is just having a real human being to talk to and kind of bounce ideas off of. You mm-hmm. know, I, I haven't really had them like spot spot me before, but it's nice to be able to be like, all right, how many laps do we have? How many, you know, on the tires, how many fuel laps do we have? Should we pit now? Should we pit later? When's the window open? When's the window going to close? Like, You know, those are the things that I attribute to actually having either A, a teammate in the live chat with me or, you know, having a spotter in general to kind of relay some of that information to take the mind off of it as I'm racing.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, right? You always have that one person to help you out there. I love having live spotters because, like, getting that information just a little bit quicker, right? The, The sim is great at it. The system they have in place is... Really great for what it is, but just ha- being able to have that split second sooner, especially if there's like a wreck in front of you or something like that, it, it's just it can be a, a miss or get into the wreck type of thing. So just that benefit alive is, is always been what I've shot for, but I, I understand that like not everyone's always available type of thing. So I think
0: I think do the- you use the in uh, the eye racing spotter or do you use one of the extra the well. Yeah pay Third party versions,
1: the, the Third. download packs, or are you talking like a like a crew chief type of thing, right?
0: Uh, crew chief, there. I actually just made recently made the jump from crew chief to DRE, to where DRE, if there is an incident, it tells you exactly how many seconds are there, who was involved, and it'll if, also if tell you that they're them. moving. Yeah.
1: You see, I haven't made a transition to that at all. I've used the in sims uh, one. I have put packs on it to like use. I mean, what was the super popular one? Uh, the the Jimmy Johnson pack with uh, Eddie DeHaan and Chad canals I've actually used one that someone made on Facebook, right about the time I started iRacing, racing because I'm I was a Brad Keselowski fan. Um, I found a Joey Meyer spotter pack, and I always thought Joey was one of the best spotters in the sport, just because of. Like how much information he could convey to Brad listening to their radio, especially at the plate tracks, and when Brad went on that huge streak of like running super well at plate tracks, just like listening to like energy and things like that that he would say. I always thought it it was a uh, a great thing. It's so much information that's useful but concise, right? But no, I've never actually ventured into like JRT or Crew Chief or uh, DRE for spotter packs. I use JRT when I race at all. I have a monitor, not a monitor, a laptop that sits over here beside me. So I see things like my fuel calculations, uh, what everyone else is running for lap times, where, how far back live, and also uh, how far they are from other people, things like that. So yeah. that kind of helped me at Kansas. I, I talked it over with AJ, the live spotter, to uh, figure out what the difference or what like the strategies were going to be to stop versus one stop and things like that.
2: Yeah, I, I think the only thing I'm missing with like. Uh my spotter back i'm like with josh I, I do the dre one and i think the only thing that you know is not true to life is you don't get the when the runs are coming and i think that's where the live spotters are really coming to help because i mean a lot of these tracks are momentum-based tracks and if you lose just a little bit the person on the outside or inside might have the run on you and spotters don't tell you until they're there they're not saying hey they're coming up on this side you know they're they tell you when they're there and when they're clear and that's kind of what they're good for they're not good for hey he's gaining on you by two mile an hour three mile an hour he's getting there he's coming on you so i think i think that's kind of where uh where it's at but uh for spotting aspect uh dre's been by far the best that i've found because it will tell you if they're in the right rear or on your right side right front so they actually tell you exactly where they're at on your car versus just left side or inside or outside so mm-hmm. It's a little bit closer to having a live person, but not nearly as beneficial as a live person.
0: It's also very
2: robotic. Yeah. Is the biggest issue that (laughs) I have with it. (laughs) Oh, it's (laughs) it's your default Windows voices, so there's nothing cool about it. Oh. Yeah, mine's Cortana, so that's who talks to me. I modded it, Windows, whatever I had to go through and try to add Cortana, because she's the most lifelike voice that Windows has, uh, in my opinion. (laughs) Uh, but it's not as cool... It's
1: not a terrible one. Yeah. I I was a huge Halo fan growing up, so it, having that voice is never never a bad option.
4: So but, we've got a week
0: off in Fuel this week. Are you going to be using that to get ready for the Red Bull
1: Ring? Uh, I'll probably turn a couple laps here and there. Uh, I definitely don't even have the track owned yet, so I need, I have, uh, I need to make that purchase this week, but uh i'll I'll try to turn some laps there i'm not gonna focus too hard on that because like i said i'm never too great at the uh at the road courses so more of it's gonna be me probably doing some prep for c opens now the season four has started and kind of getting myself back and familiar with things there was just a shock change to the trucks and the xfinity cars so I need to, need to learn how that kind of affects things a little bit. And then from there, start getting ready for Road to Pro. I'm going to make another shot at it next year. I don't know if I'll be solo or with a team. Uh, I'm definitely still out there looking for things. But uh, yeah, that I'm pretty much going to be focusing more on Open this coming week. I know we have a town hall meeting on Monday night to go over things, driver feedback, stuff like that for Fuel, which is going to be pretty great. But uh, yeah, not really too focused on the Red Bull ring. Circled the next one on the calendar, though caladega that that that's going to be the place to to try to go for it
0: so yeah i'm not allowed to run the plate tracks anymore after what i did the (laughs) during daytona
2: uh yeah so what we do here on the the podcast if you're not familiar with it is we go around the horn and we pick who do we think is going to win the following week so we're not really going anywhere next week, but uh, we're we're still going to talk about the Red Bull Ring. And hey, we got Randy Pepper showing in here. Is, uh, is, oh that, God. is he going to be with who I think he's going to be with? Because
3: if of he is, of course he is. If he is, damn right. <laughs> that right there is is royalty. That right there is NASCAR royalty. Not Randy. We don't care about Randy. <laughs>
5: He
2: is. he is. The yeah, other,
3: is. the other half in that picture is NASCAR royalty.
2: The guy in the and race. I
3: and uh, I am, uh, okay. I'm speechless. Hold on a second.
6: Tell him, Ask him something. Ask him what? Ask him anything NASCAR Terry?
3: No, no, I I can't do that because I can't come up with good enough questions. <laughs> okay, so so they said. Here, let's see if he knows. Okay. They said that Earnhardt could see the wind. Was the reason he was such a great drafter? True or false? It's true. Can <laughs> see they, the air. <laughs> it was, but how did he do it? Do you have any clue how he could see the air? Uh, I know it had to do with the, the spoilers. He so, could see the air okay, coming out of the spoiler. Yeah, you know it is interesting fact. The reason he loved an open face helmet is he could put the way he set over in the car like this. He felt the air coming through the window net. And instead of seeing the draft, he actually felt a little lone fast. And with that guys, I'm out of here. I'm going back. Right. See you. That, bye. That going. was awesome. Yeah. Thanks,
2: Randy. See you, Randy. See you, Pat.
0: Welcome to uh, Randy Pepper that, and his name was, dropping um, and this time <laughs> face dropping. That
2: was awesome. He can't figure out how to get out. We still yeah, see you. Yeah, exactly. I don't really get out. I got you, Randy. <laughs> Just drop me out of here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Randy! Randy and technology. So that was uh, Randy Pepper with Pat Patterson. If everybody didn't know who that guy in the background was, my
3: God, that was awesome.
2: Wow. Oh, so our resident guy, Randy Pepper, is a awesome guy. Goes out and plays with everybody, and that's one of his uh, band members.
0: Yeah, plays with pat patterson and yeah he, he loves to name drop in the nascar mm-hmm. world <laughs> so um,
2: uh so all right right before we got uh interrupted by good old randy pepper uh so we go around the horn and we ask who do you think is going to win the next race and the next race is the red bull ring so while we have you here we want to figure out who do you think will win two mondays from now
1: uh right off the top of my head Alan Elwood, I think he goes back to back. I no, for those listening, it's not because he's my teamer. Uh, I think he got some pretty bad luck at Sebring on, on one. what <laughs> on lap one. On top of having some really good pace there, so I think, I mean, if he put if he puts the time and the work in, he in the laps, he'll. I think he has a shot at it. I would I would say maybe something fluky happens. To someone else this time around, Alan Elwood gets that redemption on a road course in two weeks. That that would be my prediction.
0: You only finished about ten seconds behind him. Don't sell yourself short there, sir. I <laughs> uh,
1: I again I got lucky. <laughs> I took advantage of the situation. Uh, not not too great in terms of of my road course base, like I said. But I, I, he had me beat at Sebring by a good couple tenths a lap and he ran me down and passed me. So I, I definitely saw something there that he's got a lot of pace and, uh, I, I expect him to run pretty well in, in, at the red bull Ring.
0: Let me ask you this question. How are you at Watkins Glen?
1: That's probably my strongest road course. Uh, just because Watkins Glen plays a little more like an oval with its speed. I really, really, really want them to rescan so I can abuse the curbs even more than I already do. <laughs> because I feel like that's part of how I get so much pace out of the car is being able to hit the curbs in the perfect spots. But uh, Watkins Glen, I feel like I'm, I'm not too far off in terms of pace. But again, not a huge road course specialist.
0: The, the reason I ask that is personally, I've run Red Bull Ring. In preparation for two weeks from now. And it has a lot of similar feel to it, to where a lot of the turns are sweeping. However, there is that occasional hard breaking after a long straight. And uh, honestly, without saying it's exactly the same, I would say that eliminate the bus stop and it feels very similar.
1: Yeah, and that's what has me excited, right? I'm an F1 fan, so I know the track layout already. Uh, it's turn three, I think it is. That second sharp corner is is such a tough braking zone. It is uphill, so that should help us out in the stock cars a little bit. The downhill one at turn five is probably going to be the tricky one because it it loops out into the sweeping section, right? I think you're going to see a lot of trouble in the sweeping sections just because it, it's going to be very technical in a stock car. You need to hit it just right uh, compared to an F1 car having so much downforce or an Indy car that get a little bit of leeway. Not a ton, but a little bit of more leeway uh, since you have so much force pushing down on the car. It keeps the car glued, right? So I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Having watched Styrian Grand Prix, Austrian Grand Prix for... I've been an F1 it. fan since about 2016, so I, I feel like I know the track pretty well. I just need to sit down, get the wheel on, and uh, get at it.
0: That's so, the same reason why this, I'm real excited for it. This is this is I've been watching Thunderwood uh, for a long time.
3: This interview has been fantastic so far, but th- w- this next question is going to shape whether this is a good or a bad. God, <laughs> I'm hoping you're going oh, the same hit me place with I that. was
0: thinking
1: about it.
3: <laughs> so Formula One! <laughs> yep. Max or Lewis.
1: I no, am I picking wrong, am I picking based off of preference? Based off who I think is gonna win the championship.
0: Absolutely. No, favorite driver. Favorite driver of the two of them. Max. Not or Lewis. who's going to win.
1: Okay, because I was gonna throw you guys a curveball and say Lando Norris.
0: I, You're my I, man right there. Listen, <laughs> I love Lando,
3: uh, and McLaren is absolutely Performing way above expectations this year, specifically just Lando, not even Daniel. Because, besides last week, I was gonna say, I was so happy we got to see his shoe. Daniel's had had some trouble, trouble in weeks, but absolutely, it's just not the same driver this year. But uh, Lando would be a a, you know, he'd be a pick, but he's just too far out already. If you had
1: to make me pick between Max or Lewis. Honestly, I'm probably gonna pick Max because I like his aggressiveness. Okay,
5: all right. I like so I, I like, like, like how
1: I like how he challenges a lot harder. He pushes a lot harder. Uh, not to say that Lewis doesn't, but Max loves to try to push that issue, and we saw that at Monza. And unfortunately <laughs> for him, that didn't turn out too well. So, no, Lewis
0: just I mean, luckily like, for okay. Lewis, there was a halo.
1: Yeah. yeah Yeah, absolutely no the halo
0: thank
3: god for the halo that's the uh that's the greatest thing they ever created but someone
1: someone dug up a quote from uh 2018 by toto uh how he said that the halo didn't look aesthetically pleasing and they need to be off the car and they needed to go with something else for driver safety and uh yeah it uh i i kind of found that funny because Fast forward three years, and that halo probably saved Lewis some severe injury, if not death. I think in that they rack. need
0: to raise the halo, though. I think it's still too low. Uh, I, I think still it's... think that Indy has it right with the windscreen and the halo, but well, the I, I would is agree because the the springs. I mean, that, that's that's mm-hmm. the big issue was the springs, um, but I think the halo
3: might be a little too low because the IndyCar car one has it up higher, and you saw it on on Sunday morning that when when his tire came up, it was literally on top of his head. It touched the top of his crash helmet. So I Think you need to raise the halo four inches, three four inches, just to bring it up there so that the tire can't go into the cockpit like that. I
2: gotcha,
1: yeah. Uh, the other thing there, I mean, compare if you're trying to compare the two, think about it. Uh, IndyCar's tires from Firestone are not near as big as Pirelli's on an F1 car. So, it just in that specific instance of that wreck at Monza, I feel like tire size had a little bit to play with it because that's what let it reach down and hit lewis but i mean halo or windscreen if nothing's there even if it was an car tire from firestone it still would have hit them so
2: mm. righty. hey man it was a blast to have you on here we look forward to seeing you on the track and you have usually the best paint scheme that i like out there every week <laughs> we comment about it almost every week uh keep up Keep the paint schemes a comment. Don't change them up too quickly, though. We we kind of get set on who's out there. Everybody keeps uh, putting out even more awesome paint schemes weekly.
1: <laughs> nah, we you'll lost. see me. You'll see me in that good old red and blue from uh, again. A squad community is on the hood, united front. Uh, just a squad gaming community. I'm a part of. They they said sure we'll jump on the hood and uh, that's what we managed to make happen for for this season in fuel, and I love it. Uh, it's it's been a fun time. Throwback week at Darlington. I said, I Alan's been painting our cars. I was like, Alan, I got to run this Randy LaJoy one. Like this is pretty pretty sweet. And uh, so we managed to do that. And then I was like, we went to North Wilkesboro right after. I'm like, you can't not run something throwback at North Wilkesboro, right? Yeah. So just kept it on for that week, and then we're back to back to the regularly scheduled programming. So. No, I I've enjoyed tonight. Thank you guys for letting me get out of uh my destiny raid group for a little bit so I can can have a fun time and uh chat with y'all. But uh way,
0: Arrow Derek fifty six said to tell you you were his hero.
1: I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I hope I can make you proud every each and every Monday night uh running running these these fuel races. It's been a fun time.
2: All right, man. Well you have a great one.
1: Thank you, you guys as well, Adam. I- and uh, Adam and the guys, you guys do a great job, and I, I very much yeah. appreciate it.
0: Thank you, sir.
2: All right, and then there was two. Yeah, uh-huh. hey, we lost, Nick. It's like Monday night all over again.
0: I know, it's weird.
2: And all right, it's the twins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be like you. Got the get the beard going. I try to be like you. I was going to say, have
0: you not had to show up for work lately?
2: No, I have uh, I'm at the house doing a CISSP training. So, uh I'm in a boot camp, so this is my this is where I sit every single day with headphones on and uh, getting some great uh, review going on before I take this exam at the end of the month. So, it's a uh, kind of nice uh, not going to work every day. I wish that was my life. Yeah. Uh. I, uh, is my, re- my retirement life's making my work like going down here. with my, my gives a fucks are going down and more down <laughs> lately. So, yeah. All right. Well, next up is, uh, IVRL, our broadcaster for IVRL just left. So it's cool. Uh, but, uh, I race it and our guest is going to be one of my unofficial teammates on, uh, Monday nights, Nicholas Weatherby. Hey, Nick, this is Adam and Josh, man. How's it going tonight? Uh, it's going good. How are you? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, welcome to podcast episode number 24. Sweet. <laughs> so, uh, how are you doing tonight, man?
5: Uh, I was enjoying uh, watching the Xfinity race. Uh on that, doing pretty good.
2: I got you. Wait,
0: I didn't realize that that was actually live. I need to get that going on another screen here.
5: <laughs> the, the race has been pretty interesting. Hemrick actually took the lead, but Allgaier uh, won the first stage. Sam St. Mayer is doing pretty good, too. I gotcha.
2: All right, well, uh, it's been a while since you've been on the show. Go ahead and remind people who you are, what you do, what you race, uh, and uh, all the wonderful things about Nicholas Weatherby.
5: <laughs> uh, so... My, obviously, what Adam said, I'm Nichols Weatherby. Uh, I'm from upstate New York, now living in North Carolina. Uh, I love NASCAR. I love doing photography, graphic design. I love doing all that sorts. On uh, iRacing, I race an IVRL, Kicker Cup Series. Uh, and, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing.
2: I got you, man. So, everybody know this guy is puts out some phenomenal paint schemes phenomenal renderings uh recreations uh and uh kind of futuristic uh i what you would call it not uh just uh hopeful what the 2022 cup cars may look like so this man's been out there grinding away if you need any type of graphics works this guy can do do a lot i i love all the stuff that he puts out i mean it looks Top notch like the professionals are out there designing these NASCARs.
5: Thank you. It's actually I've actually been taking a little halt on that. I've been trying to focus more on the uh, photography stuff right now, but I'm still doing it. It's been pretty fun. It I will say it's pretty uh painstakingly long to do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man. I don't I don't have the patience for it usually.
5: What are you using for rendering? Uh, Blender. Uh, it's a free 3D software. Uh, <laughs> there's so there's so many tutorials out there to get a head start. It's ridiculous. Honestly, it's better than 3ds Max, which you got to pay like subscription for. I think. <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: I I used to use a software that was specifically tied to uh, Fusion 360. Because I could get the company I work for, I work for a toy company, we could get our designers just CAD models, import them right in, add all the textures, put decals on things, and it just, granted, it, five years ago, it ended up taking, like, 24 hours to get a reasonable quality, because, unfortunately, (laughs) it was a CPU render.
5: Yeah, now now they're all uh, GPU accelerated, which is the best thing. So you don't got to rely on like uh, a really low-end CPU to do all your rendering. Blender is really quick. You can set up your preferences to actually specifically use your GPU, and it'll just do all the work for you. It's really cool. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, that's I miss those days, but not
2: really. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we've already got one question from the audience out there. It's from my good old... Uh, teammate here, Justin Anderson. He said, you finished one spot behind me on Richmond this past week. Can you ask him if he was completely devastated by that result? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love having a sarcastic asshole for a teammate.
0: He's one of my favorite sarcastic assholes out there.
5: I, I mean, to be honest, Richmond is actually... I was not disappointed at all uh, because Richmond is a terrible track for me because my pedals are actually a little screwed up. Uh, My gas pedal likes to stick, uh, and like going through a corner, hitting on the brakes, it would say I'm still on the throttle a little bit, but I'm not. So I I always have that issue every now and then. But other than that, I don't know how I was up front with Kassi most of the time, but I'll take it. But I'm not disappointed with the finish at all. Man, I,
2: Richmond, I I hate Richmond with a passion. I, I'm so glad AOL Cup season skipped that week and they went from Darlington to Bristol because we we had a, <laughs> we had a bye week for the weekend. Darlington ran because it was Labor Day, so we didn't we didn't run the uh, cup race that week. So we pushed. Uh, darlington back to the weekend uh richmond was racing and we skipped richmond i'm like oh darn so (laughs)
0: sad only wish i didn't (laughs) have to run richmond this year
5: oh man i uh, i think richmond will be better with the new cars because of the major downforce we'll have but i don't know (laughs) Uh, i I don't know i still don't like richmond (laughs)
0: No, basically, from turn three to coming out of turn two, it's butt-clinching from start to finish.
5: Absolutely, yep. (laughs) I will say, the first Richmond race was more hellish than the last, because the first Richmond race was all day, high temperatures... While this, uh, our most recent Richmond race was at nighttime with low temperatures. So there it was more grippier, but yeah, it's still not fun.
2: Yeah, I found, I found it more enjoyable to race. I just still had zero speed whatsoever, both long-term or short-term speed. And uh, I think at one point in the run, Derek Schilling uh, had like 10-lap older tires because he pitted right before the stage and didn't go and get fresh tires. And I think like 15 or 20 laps into that next run, He's catching me. I'm like, how's the dude with the older tires catching me? I suck. I totally suck at this trick. I hate it.
4: <laughs> yeah, no that's one's just,
2: arguing that with yeah. you, Adam. Nobody Nobody needs to argue. <laughs> I, I I accept this.
5: It, it was like with Cody when uh, he had no front end, was it? Yeah. Yeah, he had no front end and he was catching me and I was like clean. And I'm like, what? Yeah.
6: There's
5: no way. I
2: don't know. Co- Cody's car was destroyed from the front to the back, but he's passing people left and right. And I'm back there with a clean ass car going.
5: <laughs> yeah, pretty much same here. I couldn't make anything work. Uh, I I will say, me and Cody, we raced really clean. <laughs> we had that like one moment where we were like side by side for like I think ten straight laps, and uh, then Patrick came in and just dorked me.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was terrible. I mean uh, that, but that makes good viewing
5: for those yes, of us that are I,
0: in the race
5: yeah and i think broadcasting i think yeah. in the restart too he uh i think he got my recorder and <laughs> that took me out of the race entirely so yeah. yeah
2: you guys had too many tough call or rough calls in that one like uh he put yeah. you in bad positions quite a bit
5: yeah i'm i'm yeah <laughs> I'm looking forward to this next round of playoffs cause it's intermediate tracks and I love intermediate tracks.
2: So once again, our uh, lovely guest out there, uh, Justin Anderson, the commenter, he's a, uh, he asked is, did the line at Bristol feel like to you moved around at all? Or did it stay the high line?
5: Oh, it stayed the high line. Uh, I mean, I don't know how guys on the bottom made it work, but I mean, I mean, they, they did somehow, uh, Also, I just did not know how to tire save. I was running, like, about nearly a 16-to-1 ratio, but I was, like, on a 14-to-1. Charles was – Charles Garrick, he was running a 10-to-1 ratio. His tires were always clean and not burnt down to heck, and I could not save the tires for the life of me. I mean, as the race went on, I got more used to it, but it's just I I didn't know how to manage. (laughs) Yeah, That that
0: sounds like somebody that turns off force feedback so they don't have to, like – sit there and fight the sim itself
5: i i have a feeling I, I will have to ask him that i would have to ask him like what 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 force feedback did he run because i was fighting the heck out of the wheel because that track is bumpier than hell and i it, it's almost no it's less bumpier than dover yeah
2: i, dover. F- I found that uh yeah. i was burning the That's- right front up there with you and you know I tried, I think my first runs, I was driving in deeper into the corner. I thought that contributed. So the second stage, I started, I backed up the whole entire stage basically, <laughs> uh, going in the corners, trying to float from the middle to the top, trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. And I, Charles was still bit better than both of us. I think he was about almost 10% better on his front right than me and you on each stage. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know what he was doing. Uh, and I don't know what uh, Greg Holt was doing. He got screwed out of that race. Um,
5: yeah, he. Uh, there was a lot of uh, beating and baiting that race. Uh, I think between Carino and Cliver, uh, and I think also Greg Holt, and I think Cliver as well. I don't – or it was Carino. One of those two guys, Cliver, Cliver or Carino. But, yeah, I, I think Charles even ran the bottom, didn't he?
2: Uh no, he was he ran more at the top. He like he started out behind Holt and he kinda just stayed up there. I think the people that really moved to bottom was
5: Carino and uh Cody. And Yeah, and Carino was catching me at the end of stage two, and I'm like, ow, he's running the bottom. Yeah,
2: I, he found some speed at the end of that that stage and he I mean he blew by yeah, he me. Did. He blew by I forgot who I think Kliber was in front of me. No, Kleiber he took fresh tires. I forgot who was in in front of me, and then he came up to you and flew by you, and I'm like, I, I don't know what he was doing, but he saved a uh, hell of a lot of tires.
5: Yeah, I I wish the groove was like it was in real life, bottom, but, I mean, honestly, the top, before I came in here, the top was actually coming in at the real-life race. Mayor was making it work, but I, I, I don't like that it's... I mean, the version we have of Bristol is, like, much older than what they're running now, which is much rougher concrete. So I have a feeling uh, if there was a rescan, it would probably be different, but I don't know. I don't know how it works.
0: Damn you for telling me that that was live, because now it's right next to us. (laughs) 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 No, it's really weird, because I have done some laps in Bristol, especially with the B car, and you have to run that top line. That's the only hope you have, and yet these guys are glued to that yellow line.
5: Yeah, that, well, it, that PJ1 is also another factor, too. Oh, yeah. I, I don't like that. iRacing doesn't do a good job of modeling that.
2: Well, you also look at uh, how Darlington is. like In 3 and 4, they're running two to three grooves lower than what we could run in iRacing. We barely can get to that white line and make it stick. They're running well below yeah. that, that white dotted white line and three and four two to three wide so i mean there's some stuff that's not 100 percent true to life and uh justin (laughs) so uh fishing so you don't choke on turn one lap one uh yeah just don't have somebody start on the don't start on the outside and let somebody use all four tires to help turn
5: (laughs) i actually we we end up finding out that at Bristol, if you hit the wall at the right angle, you would actually have better turning, and you would yes. actually uh, exit
2: faster. There, there was one person that, that abused that all night long. I'm, I'm not going to say he won the race, but he might have won the race on uh, Tuesday night after <laughs> after banging the center of the corner about 50% of the laps.
0: So, so, hint, hint, everybody from the AOL that's planning on running this on Sunday, you may want to watch the broadcast to figure out what's happening.
2: Yeah, it, yeah, If you hit it a certain way, I don't know if it's a one and two or three and four. If it's both corners,
5: but uh, I think it's both because I, I think I hit it one time in three and four. It launched me and maybe set off. Yeah, and it, then
2: I did it by accident. I I, I hit it and
5: uh, <laughs> here I did it by accident. I
2: hit. It, I did it by accident. I just pushed the cor- corner too hard, uh, trying to catch up to Corin. Yeah, Carino. And I hit the outside wall, and then it basically turns your car, and you just dive bomb them, go down the front straight. So it just gives you, propels you a lot of speed, but some people didn't do it by accident. So,
5: yeah, there is that. I, I try to stay off the wall, but I kind of had to hit it a few times because I would just lose a lot of time. It's, just, it's pretty much an exploit that you really can't avoid sometimes
0: i was gonna yeah. say justin anderson's out there saying it's been possible for years and he can't believe they haven't fixed it
2: <laughs>
5: well i think oh i think, think much
2: it... model probably would have fucked them up uh anybody trying to do that
5: uh, probably oh been... yeah yeah but uh i'm i'm still waiting for them to release it for this gen and next gen but and, i don't well
2: and harvey you didn't choke on lap two somebody else choked and you ran into him that's not yeah uh, that's yeah not that was choking. not that was uh
0: somebody was else literally...
5: choking. Yeah, you cannot avoid that. So. Yeah, yeah, that
0: was unavoidable, and especially at Bristol.
5: Yeah, I did a truck race uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, before the actual real life truck race, literally <laughs> twelve laps in first wreck at the very top. The guy for some reason just wanted to stay on the top and then just go down to the apron, and I clobbered him. So yeah. that's
2: just running officials
5: yeah <laughs> yeah that's my first mistake shouldn't run officials all
2: right hey man so next week we're moving to vegas you know what happens in vegas is going to stay in vegas in ivrl so who <laughs> do you think is going to be the winner at vegas
5: um well knowing how flat out vegas is for this car uh I got, I'm kind of gonna bet on you because it's like a plate track, just about. Especially. Yeah, that's a shocker for me. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I see you look, man. Come on, you you had it. Try to try um... it on. You should. You had to. I've run it on. I have
0: run it in the cup car. It's more just really. Someone has faith in Adam.
2: That's what I'm going after. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, got gotta have some kind of faith. All right. Hey, All hey! Right. True though, the last time Nick was on this show was right before Dega, and he picked me to win, and I won it. So this could be it.
5: <laughs> yes, finally. But uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, man, I, I was kind of, I kind of wish Converse and other drivers would stay in the league, but they haven't. So. It's probably just going to be 14 of us again. Uh, hopefully, we all don't spread out too much and we can remain in a kind of a good racing pack, but I doubt it. Um, uh, yeah. Don't
2: know. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go with the man, my man, Greg Holt. So,
5: uh, Greg, I, yeah, he's good at those tracks. I,
2: he's really good at conserving tires, and that's one of those tracks that's a mile and a half, but you got to conserve your tires to keep up that speed the momentum and uh the man proves over and over that on these these type of tracks that he can uh can save his tires uh better than the rest of the pack so i mean I, he did it at bristol last week uh i mean he was he was running me down the lap me like catching me by almost a second a lap and we're at the same same tire strategy so the man can save some tires so i'm gonna go with him
0: honestly like. I would say that that's an absolutely terrible pick, given that okay didn't do very well when at the beginning of the season. But a it's beginning of the season, and I completely forgot that there were nine cautions.
5: <laughs> I honestly, I kind of forgot about the beginning of the season. So.
2: Josh is our stats man. He goes back and yeah, looks yeah, me me and
0: it, it's weird. All of that stuff. It I love it. Honestly, I I can't go against you. You're Nick, you've got it.
5: Hey. I actually uh Nick and Randy, I heard, uh, actually have me in their final four picks. So hey, I'm I, Yeah, they I definitely to don't win have the first me in, in the final four. It's the same
2: thing that
0: it basically goes with the same thing that you just said about Greg. It's you look at these kinds of tracks. You look at what the finishes have been. You look at what happened this week, but I mean, Bristol's
5: <laughs> Bristol, <baby. laughs> Bristol.
0: but no, it's, I'm not going to say it's the safest pick, but it's still one of those things that I would give you a really good chance of finishing first.
5: Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of I. I wasn't expecting to win Indianapolis. That was just out of a blue win for me. I was not expecting that. But uh, I'm, I enjoy intermediate tracks more than any tracks you run on the schedule because, well, one, you go all out, and then in the long runs, so it's really fun when you got all that off long, and you gotta get back on throttle near the exit. I love those kinds of tracks, especially uh, conserving tires. I find that the most fun part. Um, also I, I, th- I think I could have a good opportunity if I'm behind causing Holt. Cause then I can start running their lines, start, you know, practicing what they're running. Um, it's what I did with Patrick at Indianapolis. I got right behind him. I practiced his line. I started to do it better than him. <laughs> ended up passing him and I ended up winning. Uh, of course there's a few green white checkered cautions, but got yeah, done.
2: I, I won't put anything past you, man. You've uh every week in the team chat, you're like, "Screw this track, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it." And I'm thinking, like, "Yes, I I'll have, I can beat somebody this week. I can beat somebody. <laughs> he hates it." And then we start. He's like, "Where's this dude? This dude said he hates this track. He said third. Screw this guy." <laughs>
5: this guy. Like, it's yeah. kind of like Kazi. It was kind of like Kazi. Uh, what? Well, and then at the beginning, that he he would usually tell like Nick and. Randy, that he hates this track, he ended up winning the track. Well, see, there, but... There's a
2: difference of hating the track but still being good at it. You're in the chat the whole entire time, like being pissed off to wrote I hate it, I'm not gonna be good through this track. I oh, mean, I hate it. I, I run like crap. There's not, no way I'm gonna do anything tonight. And then it's like, hey, look, he's in third. I'm okay,
0: <laughs> all right. I would be the first to admit the biggest thing when you get it in your head that you're gonna do terribly. And you absolutely hate the track. You just kind of just let it be. You don't overthink it, and you just go out and drive. And that happens to be the day that, you know what? That's exactly what you need. And you do—you run an amazing race. Because <laughs> yeah. you're
5: not in your head. Yes, yeah, I, I wasn't in my head at all at Indianapolis. I loved racing in Indianapolis, and <laughs> look what happened. I ended up winning it, but uh, yeah, I... I'm I'm kind of worried about Kansas. I've actually never raced Kansas, and I heard that as a top dominant track, or yeah, dominant track. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't think, th- think it's multi-lane, so
0: <laughs> I, I've actually seen it because actually the league that we just talked to a racer from, we thought Kansas was going to be a top-only track, but we were seeing guys dropping down all the
2: way it it was a true like race we had a fun time watching the battles that ensued both the top the middle and the bottom
0: granted it was in the b car
2: yeah it was in the b car so different car but i mean it's doable that that's where the track grip was at it wasn't solely at the top or solely at the bottom these guys were able to slice and dice for laps
5: i i personally love ripping the wall i love getting really close to the wall uh, so I think I might take advantage of that groove and if it eventually starts not working out, I will probably either go middle or all the way to the, the line. Uh, I'm, I'm nervous about that race, but I'm also really excited cause I've never actually raced that track. Um, which is kind of a shocker for me, despite I, I'm in a full schedule NASCAR league. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you should probably buy and practice it now. I think but. the only
2: thing that's con- concerning me with the upcoming races is the Roval being the cutoff race next uh, in three weeks for the round of eight. So I think that's kind of like oh, where, no. where, where my focus is going to be solely because I think it's but <sighs> it's uh, my cutoff race in two leagues. So I'm like, yay. You've actually driven the Roval in real life. You Man. should be a master. Oh, I, I know how the track drives. I just don't like how it drives in the Coke car. (laughs) And then my my car didn't drive that well in it. My personal car didn't drive that well in it.
5: I'm kind of nervous about Roval too because of my pedals. (laughs) My throttle sticks. My throttle sticks and I'm on the brake as hard as I can to stop and like overcome the pedal issue. But I mean, I was having that issue at Coda and I finished like what? Third in Coda, I think. Uh, I don't know. But actually Roval too. Yeah, Uh, yeah, the Daytona road course. First race, I debuted, and I did, like, fourth position, I think. Uh, I was having issues then, too. So I think I can overcome it, but I I don't know.
0: (laughs) Just break early, and the thing that I've learned in any of these stock cars on the road courses is when you feel slow, somehow you're actually really fast.
5: Yeah, yeah.
2: So all right, man. Uh we love having you on tonight, man. Uh good luck next week at Las Vegas. Uh I'll see you out there as my unofficial teammate for this wonderful uh last was it six, seven seven races we got left?
5: <laughs> yes, sir.
2: <laughs> all right, man. Well you have an excellent night, man. You too, guys. Thank you, sir. All righty. So that was the IVRL segment with Nicholas Weatherby. Uh, The man's been put on a good show throughout this uh, season so far. He's sitting up there pretty high in points. Uh, He's always a contender going into uh, every week. He always claims he's not a contender, but he's always up there. (laughs)
0: And you know what I'm going to stick with? Those races that you really don't feel like you have a chance are the ones that you tend to do the best. Like, last night I went into the TNT series. I'd literally never driven New Hampshire before Tuesday night for practice. And I was just like, you know what? I kind of feel terrible today. I'm just going to go in, run my race, take whatever finish I can get, and somehow me being half-present mentally somehow turned into second
2: all right well let's talk about thursday night let's before we do though let's go ahead and bring in our next guest uh, it's gonna be dave wright hey dave this is adam and josh man how's your night going
6: it's going well thank you how are you guys doing
2: ah uh, we're going fantastic so far glad to have you on man
6: oh, hang on i gotta turn down my uh YouTube, I'm getting some uh, feedback there. Where's my camera? There it is. There we yeah. go. There Dave.
2: <laughs> awesome, man. Well, we're glad to uh, have you make it here tonight, man. I heard you were out buying your son, uh, his first wheel, trying to get him involved, and Mike, trying to get him uh, running with you on Thursday night, man.
6: Well, I tried, but he's he's got a friend that's got... Um, it's into F1, so he's going to do his own thing for a while. He's going to get into it and get used to it. And uh, then he said, he'll think about joining a lake. I said, <laughs> okay, I'll let you get warmed up for a little bit first and then come on over to our side. And I mean, in all, like.
0: uh, in all honesty, that actually is a really good path because, I mean, once you figure yeah. out road courses moving to Oval is, I'm not going to say easy, but at least you're not going to be sliding all over the place.
6: Exactly. That's, I mean, when he had his Xbox, when they had their Xbox out in the living room, that's how I started. I mean, I was doing F1 2016 or whatever it was, um, before I got this set up. So yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun and, um, yeah, we took him over to uh, GameStop tonight and uh, picked up a brand new nine twenty-three. So, so all
0: definitely got a little bit of quality there. It's definitely not the direct drive world, but it's exactly what he needs to get
6: started. Yep, exactly, exactly. So, and then he gets the texts his girlfriend can you bring me coffee i'm at work (laughs) i want to get this set up right now so i guess so
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right man hey uh so uh go ahead and you know i think it's you came on a while back with us and uh so you know tell tell the wonderful viewers who you are again and uh everything about it we got justin anderson out there so uh he said, I remember when he was here before. Is Dave happy with his progress? So go ahead and when you start telling Spotify, go ahead and answer that question for good old Justin Anderson.
6: All right. I'm Dave. I'm from originally from Indianapolis. I grew up there. Uh, right now I'm living in just outside of Chicago. Um, yeah, as far as um, my progress, I am getting there. I'd say I'm happier with my progress since the beginning of season three. I've noticed a definite change. Um, My progress since I went out to Vegas last, well, since Charlotte Roval, I dropped considerably. It was like trying to get back into that, that rhythm has really messed me up. Um, but the last <laughs> Watkins just really played with my mind. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the shifting with the uh, the clutch setup that uh, Carl suggested, or were you using
0: auto blip or were you using the anti stall?
6: Anti stall, yeah, so that's
0: a, that's a problem,
6: <laughs> yeah, on road courses. And I've been trying to get better launches at restarts. You know, that's one of my that is one of my bad points. My restarts are horrible. Um, I just don't want people running into the back of me anymore. I'm I'm getting Richmond was just that was horrible. I think Richmond's horrible anyway. <laughs> i do like richmond but i just hate it when i was running third and i climbed up on the wall and you know
0: i had people don't off. Don't, don't hold climbing on the wall in the arc of cars against you because <laughs> in all honesty every single one of us has had that moment
2: <laughs> i mean hell the, uh, the Xfin- our xfinity cars let you do that as well you hit the wall and just ride up on it man uh but no man I, hey from a broadcaster point of view i get to see you every single week man You're out there running. I can tell that you're putting in the time. I mean, you know, you just need to get that full race consistency. You're putting together more consistent lap after lap and putting together more consistent races. And, uh, you know, it takes time to build that full race that gets you up there, man. But you're putting in the time and effort, and it shows up here. uh, And, you know, if Randy was here, he'd say the exact same thing, man.
6: Yeah, Uh, last last night running with uh, Tim and Carl. I felt very confident running side by side with them last night. Um, Well, really, with anybody last night, I felt confident. Uh, I have noticed in the past that when people would get behind me or people would get beside me, I'd freak out and I'd let them pass me. Uh, Gary Winters last night, he flew past me. I didn't see where he was coming from. I don't know where he got that, that speed, but man, he just. And I'm like, is he a lap down? I look, no, that was for position. I'm like, holy cow, I'll just let him go and just Yeah, I mean you know.
2: I, I know how that feels is you know, like I know whenever I first joined the AOL and you know, I had the Justins and the Blakes and Steves and the Joes, they they're around me and you know I wasn't as confident with my driving, so I would move up out of the way, but you don't practice that. You don't practice that move out of the way technique while you're in practice. And you, sometimes you put yourself in more of harm's way by doing that and get on the throttle wrong, slap the wall. I mean, there's so many different things that go can go wrong whenever you, you move out of the way for them. Sometimes it's better to race your line and let the leaders kind of dictate or the person before or behind you try to make the move on you and you just continue to run your line.
6: Yeah, and I was, I was doing my apologies one time, and somebody commented on Facebook. He's like, dude, I don't know you, but you apologize way too much. <laughs> and that that kind of hit me. I was like, you know what? He's right. I do apologize. It's a Midwestern thing, because we're always apologizing for Yeah, time. it is. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, screw it. You know what? I'm not going to apologize for the way I drive. I'm not going to apologize if I you know, bounce off into somebody, because that's racing, you know, if I do bounce off into somebody, that's racing, but I mean, if I do take somebody out, yeah, I'm going to apologize for it, but if we bounce off into each other and, you know, whatever, that's racing, I'm not going to apologize for the way I drive, if I drive like an asshole, yeah, I will, but I'm not going to apologize for driving.
0: If you swap a little bit of paint, no, no. absolutely not. Mm-mm. And yeah, it, it's it is one of the better things about the AOLL is generally everybody. If you cause some shit, yeah, you're gonna come out and apologize. Whereas I've been in other races, mostly officials. My wife just heard me laughing, running one a few weeks ago. <laughs> To where she's just like, what? What's going on? I'm just like, just the banter. Everybody sounds like they're 12 years old and complaining (laughs) about everything. And I'm just like, I don't know what happened. I was a half a lap out in front of them. But you know what? It's still funny to listen to everyone bitch at each other. (laughs) But no, it's, again, there's going to be a certain amount of racing incidents. And you know what? I will tell you, when Carl and I joined practice on Tuesday, I will not forget what Carl said. He was just like, uh, I don't know what's going on here, but Dave is like a half second faster than me.
6: What? I was. Yeah. For I a few
0: lap, for like his first few laps out on the track. Yeah, you were faster than him.
6: And that's the stuff I don't pay attention to. And it took me,
0: I think, six laps to even approach the speed.
6: Holy cow. I just get out there and I drive. I try to make sure that I'm not sliding. I keep a consistent line. And I'm not out there to try and break any records.
2: I mean, sometimes that's the best way to do it, to look at it. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're going out there and you're trying to, you got the green little, the green and red bar there, the lap timer. Mm-hmm. You have that up. You push yourself. Sometimes it's a g- great motivating tool to try to figure out how to get that qualifying lap. But it right. also, it also plays mind tricks on you whenever you're trying to do actual race speed. When you, you know, want to get into that race trim, that race mindset, that seeing that little red bar every single lap, and that's when you start doing dumb things or doing other retarded things that kind of. Uh, trips your mind up and you gotta unfocus from that and kind of look at your trends for your 10 15 20 lap uh, i started doing that with the uh stent analyzer thing that joe posted up uh one of those programs that allows you to do that to kind of see where you're at and that's where i want to see myself get better at is those 10 lap 20 lap 30 lap stints it's great to be able to go off and snap the fastest lap uh during the practice but how well does that translate into a 30-lap run? As, as you guys saw last night in uh, at New Hampshire, you guys put together, I think, two, two 30 to 35 30-ish-lap runs there.
0: Probably 30 for
2: each. Yeah, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. So, I mean, you know, TNT Series, you're going to be running these long green flag runs, and to be able to get those long runs, it's how well can you manage your tires and still be productive at the end of that run? That's kind of where... My mindset is that, and right now, trying to be consistent for the playoffs. I know I'm not going to go out there and win in uh, these playoffs that I'm in, but I want to be consistent.
6: Right. And uh, learning to relax during the runs, I get so tense. And after one of my spins, my first spins, I found myself all like this. And i just like, okay, just relax. And then my lap times went down, you know, and when I do that, or I don't know if they went up or they went down, but anyways, I got faster. That's where I need to start paying more attention to to how I'm driving is just breathing, making sure that I'm relaxed, you know.
0: That's why I drink. <laughs>
6: maybe i need to take more xanax before i start driving
0: don't take too much because we don't want oh. you falling asleep at the wheel
2: <laughs>
6: um, part- you're, you're
0: not
2: that old yet <laughs> we, we got my wheel fell off and there's, a, there's dave yeah. over there sleeping at the wheel <laughs> why is well, it running through with the caution? Back- we also had the back
0: fell off of my chair and i spilled yeah. my m ms no
6: but um no i mean i had a blast last night it, it didn't go the way i wanted it to go but
2: i i mean we i focused it, on you for a little bit on the broadcast last yeah. night i don't know if you didn't see it but i mean you were back we there did. slicing and dicing with these guys and i mean you're putting on a heck of a show fun. And unfortunately you got loose there i mean the, these flat tracks uh you you get on the throttle just a little bit too soon a little bit too hard and uh around that goes that that and there's no i'm mean, you there's little room that you can have i mean you can save those but i mean it, it's really hard uh, to be able to say, depending on how much gas and throttle you put on it, how quickly the thing's going to spin.
6: Yeah, and that's when I was in my head. That's when I was not paying attention, um, not looking around me, not aware of my surroundings, and not feeling what the car was doing. I was in my head. And that's when things get away from me. You know, that's, that's what happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just, I think that was the best, best race I had a lot of fun at, um, you yeah, know, honestly,
0: New Hampshire, New Hampshire is one of those tracks that it just seems so in theory, so easy because it's wide, mm-hmm. but okay, it's flat and going in coming out of each turn there's that dip right on the apex to where god i had to fight every single bit of my being to stay above that as i'm coming out of the turns because during practice it was just like no you give a little bit too much throttle and suddenly you're on the inside wall yeah
6: mm-hmm. and i knew exactly where to go in the turns and do you think, for the life of me, I could hit that same spot every single time? No. Oh, no. New
2: I Hampshire have... New Hampshire is hard because uh, if you get a great run coming out of turn four, that puts more speed going into turn one. So if you plan to break at the same mark every single lap, now you're running three, four miles an hour faster. That pushes, pushes you deeper in the corner, then messes up your whole entire line. So, mm-hmm. you know... It, it's hard to adjust to that because it's such a flat track to ensure that the entry speed is where it needs to be at for every corner entry. So, uh, you know, you got to shoot from the hip sometimes to be able to stop playing. I, I won't say it, but uh, 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 and sometimes you got to shoot from the hip and be able to try to try to adjust these things. And sometimes you can't, and then you got a car around you because you're you're fighting hard for that position. Uh, so I get it, man.
6: Yeah, I tried different, you know, steering ratios, different brake ratios and biases and stuff. And I finally settled on the original one that I went with, which, you know, 66 up front, 66%, and uh, 12 to 1. You know, and that's what I stuck with for the whole night. And, you know, I know each person is different, but. That's what I was most comfortable with.
0: Yeah, and that's that's the big thing. New Hampshire was... It's one of the lengths that normally I'll end up going 16 to 1, but I ended up running 14 just because that's... Otherwise, my general rule is if I'm turning the wheel more than 90 degrees, yeah, I, I kick it down. And granted, I'm one of those people that my brake bias i always have it back where i think i was running 63% mm-hmm. during the race but also i love loose setups and i love kicking the rear end around but you know that's just
2: me
6: yeah i haven't learned my race craft that well yet enough so <laughs> ah. i can't i can't slide that car around yet to, and still keep it in control yet so
0: I I, bl- I blame the overly expensive gear that I have, even though I don't... Ha- Adam's brake pedals cost, I think, triple what mine do.
2: And I still suck, so it's cool. The, the gear does not make you at all. At all! It does not make you at all. So don't worry about that. Uh, the, the more expensive stuff... I, I think the only thing that helps is having a load cell pa- brake pedal... But after that, it's more about immersion, so to speak. Uh, that's what I'm gonna go with. I, I just went with more immersive. So, but I did get a yeah. Chicagoland win after I bought these pedals. So, with the track, I don't use brake at. I won. So, <laughs> we'll go with that.
0: It's only because I almost gave you the tip and ended up getting <laughs> yeah. a speeding penalty. Uh,
6: that's where. I, that's where. Yeah, I, I... which which I didn't get a speeding penalty in the pits either this week. So, that was a good thing. Came close, but I didn't get it. So It's one of my Achilles heels as well. So
2: yeah. So next week we're going to one yeah. of my favorite tracks. track I'm racing on Sunday, but Bristol. it's also
0: on my the leftmost screen
2: right <laughs> now for me. Bristol. So, what's your take on Bristol, man? Uh, have you started practicing yet yet? Uh
6: not yet, um, which I will probably start sometime this week. I got you, man. Um, I don't know. Bristol's funny. It's I haven't run it a whole lot. Um, last time I ran it, it was comfortable. Um, but again, I just haven't really ran it a whole lot. So. Oh, I got you.
0: I was going to say, you the got other... a ninth the last time we ran it.
6: Did I? Yes.
2: He,
0: you he did. Did. He's our
2: stats man. He, you know, like in the real NASCAR broadcast, people feed the, uh, you know, the broadcasters stuff. That's Josh. Josh is the stats man. He's like, back in 1992, you kicked a dog. No, no,
0: that's Nick. I just have bookmarks. Of everything in Dan Lisa or Sim Racer Hub is yeah. it's called now. But... I,
2: I, I like the name Sim Racer Hub versus Dan Lisa because I feel like I'm going to a, a site I shouldn't be going to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, uh, I just can't get I can't get used to calling it Sim Hub or whatever. I don't even know it because there's so many Sim names out there. It's not like a unique name for me, and it just feels generic. So, but it sounds better better than Dan Lisa.
6: Yes, yeah. it does. I'm going to have to go back and watch last year's Bristol. I do remember that was the night that poor John Gordon was getting picked on.
0: Yeah, um, he he had... Yeah. And that was just because, in all honesty, there's no runoff. It's part of the reason why I actually love Bristol is just because it's tight, it's fast, to where, if there's any kind of an error, yeah, you're, you're gonna end up, you're gonna end up in a wall. It's like there's Dover. gonna be no
2: bumper, and
0: yeah, you're just done.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like Dover. You, you you make that mistake, you you're eating it. <laughs> so
6: yeah, Dover was another fun one too. So, um, but anyways, yeah, I'm looking forward to Bristol. Uh, looking forward to running the the new pj1 groove see what that's like um so we'll see what happens that but stayed stationary in points this week so it's a good thing consistency didn't drop any bit yeah
0: i gotta say i haven't actually looked at that this week so but yeah that
6: that whole trip just threw me off and it dropped me back to 15th, I think it was. I was at 10th. You're on
0: 13th right now. Don't yeah, don't sell yourself short. You're in front of Nick Adams. That's all <laughs> you really need to worry
2: about. Oh okay, Joe, yes. New Hampshire has progressive banking in the corners. It's not completely flat, but it's a flat racetrack, okay?
0: Oh well, yeah, there it could be progressive all you want. That
2: thing <laughs> what is the max banking 10 degrees oh man I- i've been on more parks to have better banking than that track <laughs> and that's because their sidewalk was jacked up
6: yeah so uh,
2: but no i man, uh, just keep putting in the work like you're doing uh, get out there uh and just uh go at it man this bristol's a fun race uh I don't know i haven't raced in the arca car and i don't know how many how many time how long but it, it it's going to be a blast these cars uh handle great there from my understanding and uh, just to uh, be consistent race the track uh i can't remember if they got an ai race there or not if, if they do throw up a rise ai race i love putting up ai races i put them around 65 percent. be challenging and uh i and i learned a door beat the hell out of them too because they, they'll stay in place when you hit them.
0: Cool. Yeah. Just I'll don't, don't it put it above 65. Then it's unfair.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yes. I found out I, I went to Talladega and I put the skill level between 75 and 95, and they ran away from me. I was in the draft and they pulled away from me. I was like, that, that's not possible. Okay, cool. You guys have a great day, at AI. You guys are a bunch of cheaters.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it's very much <laughs> like, uh, if you ever actually watch the pace car on one of the road courses, my personal favorite is if you actually watch the pace car this Wednesday at mid-Ohio, the pace car is taking the car faster or the turns faster than an Indy car could.
6: Yeah. Well, it was like that fun race that we had with the yeah, Formula Ease. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, that's go another to, good one. Going yeah. through the
2: chicane right there.
6: <laughs> yeah. Like holy crap! Yeah, so that's
2: that, that's what the AI will do if you set them up really high. I don't understand why they have that option. to go. I think that at 75, they're at should be that should be like 110 right there. But if you put it up, you can go up to 110 with the AI, and they're gonna run about three seconds lap faster than what you're gonna run.
6: That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'll do. I'll check that out. I'll uh, I'll look that up and see if yeah. I can get that get a race like that going.
0: Bristol is one of them I just checked, and yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up because, yeah, I'm probably going to do that over the weekend because it really does, from what we've seen this past week and we're probably going to see on Sunday with the Cup Series, the line to take is high and then middle groove and then that's about it. So, you're so, not going to be able to see too much on the low line unless it's one two laps, but only coming down to about the middle is the only way you're going to be able to get a run through the straight.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to try to play with it and try to have, AI helps because it it puts you around other people and you, it's people you can't piss off. So uh, you can wreck them all you want and they can't they're not going to be pissed off at you. You just hit previous session and continue right back playing another one. So uh, you go out there and beat and bang with them, uh, mess up all you want, and nobody's gonna yell at you. So that's what cool. I do. And then, uh, cool. Uh, with AI races too, I don't. I can't remember how you do it. But that's the only way you can, uh, without setting up a server, your personal private server, which you got to pay for. You can actually lower the uh, fuel tank levels in them. So if you uh, if you run in leagues that have fifty percent, sixty five percent fuel. Uh, you're able to mimic that versus a, just a regular test session will put you at 100% when you can't change the fuel levels because every car acts completely different at different fuel levels. Okay.
0: Well, you also have to realize that if we're running the Arca's,
2: we run at 100%. No, so. i just saying in general. So that's a, okay. one of the benef- added benefits to the AI racing uh, when they have it because in normal practice sessions by yourself or solo, they don't give you that option of changing the fuel level out.
6: Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely look into that. That sounds like a blast.
2: And then you can also set up AI race seasons if you if you're into that too, so you can have your own season that you race against the AI. So yeah,
0: I currently have one set up for Formula V where I run
2: tracks that should not be run by the Formula <laughs> V's, unfortunately. And, and unfortunately, the AI knows the track and you don't. Yeah, <laughs> I have.
0: Two ovals on there, and it was hilarious that there was no way that the, they should have been that fast because we were running the baseline setup, and it was perfection for an oval. And I'm a half second slower at five flags.
2: <laughs> oh man, yeah. it was still fun though. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, man. Hey, man. Hey, thanks for coming out tonight and talking sure, with us about the TNT. And uh, we wish you luck next week. Uh, Hopefully you can go out there, dump Josh for me, and uh, get a win. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. he he already (laughs) did it to me at Nashville.
6: (laughs) (laughs) It was all with love, Josh. Come on. I
0: know. I can't be (laughs) mad at you. It just happens.
6: Yeah. I, I, I
0: screwed up myself, and God.
6: Well, I mean, you went flying past me at Watkins, so. Well, I mean, you, me, you guys passed me twice a walk, So.
0: Yeah, I don't remember that. All I remember is ZD dumping me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the lasting memory. All right.
6: All right, gentlemen, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next I'll Thursday, see you Tuesday. Hopefully. Yeah, I'll see you Tuesday night. See you, man. All right, see you guys later. See ya. Bye.
2: All righty. Well, that's going to be it for the TNT section. The next up, our next guest will be coming in talking both the AOL Sportsman and Cup Series. His name is Ed Springer. Hey, Ed. Uh, it's Adam and, and Josh. It's only so, the lonely two guys in the booth up here.
4: Yeah. I'm so disappointed that Carl isn't here. When I turned on the feed, I was like, man, Carl's not here. I want <laughs> a shirt for him and everything. Even got my Clemson <laughs> Cup for him. So it, in our uh chat earlier <laughs>
0: Adam was having a great time with him uh, because he is a Gamecocks alumni and yeah there were a few phrasing moments phrasing <laughs>
2: Oh man all, but, all in good fun, but Carl did just text us a few minutes ago while we we're live on air and said that he's drunk riding a carousel, so he's having a good night right now
4: where is <laughs> where is he riding a carousel
2: uh, at some zoo uh he a work function at a zoo, and he said he was going to go uh have a few beers uh for it and then he'd sent a message to us that he's riding in the carousel. I hear you yeah,
4: that would be. That's got to be more fun Lovely. sitting here talking with you guys. So. I mean,
2: I've never had a work-related function that wanted me to go get drunk and ride a carousel.
0: I, I would just like it to be known. The last... <laughs> uh, my company Christmas party where I worked previously to where I'm at now, it was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame full-open bar, and some of us may have taken over the live karaoke playing songs and just drinking uncontrollably
2: i i think the only thing i've ever done to take over control was uh the new orleans airport i i took over the new orleans airport when i was uh for hurricane katrina so during hurricane katrina the 82nd airborne division decided that it'd be great to go down there and support them so i was part of that efforts to go down there and support hurricane katrina and we were stuck at uh at the wonderful, uh, New Orleans airport. And I got to go around driving the baggage carts. Uh, I got to drive the belt conveyor carts that the baggage goes on. Um, and we had so many, so much fun. I was like 20, just turned 21. Oh man, we had a good time down there. I could tell
0: you the weird things that I've driven <laughs> over the years. <laughs> Working oh. at UPS gets you access to some really weird vehicles.
2: Oh, I am not hearing you, Ed.
4: Oh, I didn't. So I'm just okay. nodding.
2: Okay, just want to make sure. Hey, uh, so uh, we got you on here, Ed, man. Uh, we got you on as a driver capacity, and we've had you on as multiple different capacities. So we're here to talk about the Sportsman series. We just got through run of a running mid Ohio. Um unfortunately i was not there and i was like oh shucks i'm missing a wonderful road course uh due to a work uh a work-related function that was not as fun as carl's
4: yeah i wasn't there either and and first of all i don't know who confused me for a driver i think that's awesome i appreciate that, that
2: guy right there, <laughs> he, he's the one that said let's get it on
4: but i didn't um i i missed it and i moved up a position so i'm i'm <laughs> I'm seeing there's there's got to be a better way. <laughs> nah, because of the, the
2: Don't worry, I moved up five chase. positions by not racing it.
4: <laughs> oh man, I, I hated not to. I, I, I really hated that we had to make a decision to choose between races. Cause I like I like the the cookie cutters um much more than I like the road courses. But I, I ran it and I was ready for it, but um I watched a good bit of it look like a good race to me
0: as the person that actually tried to get mid Ohio added to the course the only re- or the schedule the only reason I did is because it's the closest thing to a home race in the sim that I can get but god that track is terrible in a stock car yes it is
4: did, did you guys see Blake's launch and at the end of on his second uh it's in the broadcast on his, I think it was on his second qualifying lap. He just, I guess he decided he, he got loose. So he decided to head with it and he went off one of the, the curves. All four tires are in the air because it <laughs> airborne. It's awesome.
0: So, so the short story on that is yes, I saw that. And the other story to go along with that is I've actually done that on a sports bike in real life.
4: Oh, that would not be fun.
0: (laughs) Actually, it kind of was. It hurt a little bit, but I was also only 18 at the time. So, bounce back, road home.
4: You're you're bulletproof at 18. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to the chase. I mean, we got good tracks coming Mm up. Um, I hate Blake's work schedule is going to mess him up for sportsmen. Because he he and Justin and Daniel and and Chris, um, I mean, those four – yeah, you know, it's, it's, They're going to make it tough.
0: Yeah, I am really pushing for Chris to make it. Like, in the closed circuit chat, I have been taunting him, for lack of a better term.
2: Yeah, we, we just found out tonight. Uh, Johnny posted up on AOL page saying that Blake is dropping out of the playoffs uh, indefinitely. I don't know, due to work commitments, he's not going to be able to make the chase. So he gave up his spot, and now uh, John Gordon is going to fill in his spot for him. He was the next one in line. We got, uh, says, I-, I think Joe earned the most points over the last five or six weeks, though.
0: And then... uh, Yes. And honestly, that has been fantastic to see him coming back to form at the exact right time.
4: Yeah, I... We're only 18 points. Separate first and eighteenth, or first and ninth, right now. I mean, that's that's not a lot.
2: Yeah, and I mean, the tracks that are coming up are actually pretty reasonable tracks. You got Five Flags, iRacing Super Speedway, and Texas. So, I mean, Five Flags is going to be more of it.
0: You're
6: going to say,
2: "Hold on,
0: reasonable in the trucks." Five Flags wasn't reasonable in the Legends.
2: Yeah. So it's, it's a reasonable short track racing for us. Uh, It could, it it always could be worse uh, than five flags out there that they could put out there. I racing super speed running Concord. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We could be running Concord.
4: That's that's another track that Josh pushed for. If I recall, right.
0: Uh, Both me and Carl did. And then uh, I don't remember. Oh, that was my wife's birthday. That's why I missed that one.
2: And then, then we got iRacing Super Speedway, which you know is always that wild car variable. Uh, that's a multi-lane, huge, huge super speedway. See,
0: you can go four to five wide there comfortably, and not have an
4: issue. So that's going to be that's going to be fun. I got to get my points in, in the first two because I have to miss the October sixth one. Now we're in
2: Texas. Charlie.
0: Yeah, don't worry. I'll wreck myself out of both of those races to where <laughs> there's one person out of the way.
2: Don't dump me, man. That'd do nothing to you. Oh, man. But uh, so, yeah, so I, I mean, like, I think I'm gonna have a pretty good shot at iRacing Super Speedway in Texas. I think that's uh, where I'm gonna get my points in. I'm you know, short tracks and me just don't get along. So, uh, you know, I think that's where I'm going to have to try to pick up the the points there, going into uh, to carry me into the next round.
4: Joe he's going to crush them all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I can agree with two of them. I have a feeling all of us are going to get crushed in some way at five flags.
2: Oh man, I. Uh... I I I'm not looking forward to it, but like I said, it could be Concord. You know, there's always a worse track out there and then you know you know not Concord all you want.
0: At least there's three turns.
2: <laughs> oh, but no, um, you know, I'll take five flags, uh, trucks. Least the, the the torque is low for it, so it kind of helps out in the trucks. I think that I think that's the only way I like short tracks in the trucks is because the torque is a little a lot lower than the cup cars, and uh, because yeah, we, I
4: didn't practice it.
2: Yeah, I haven't either, but I just know that the torque's going to be lower than what it is in the cup car. Trying to get off the corners there.
0: I've only ever run it in the legends, so I have zero hope.
2: But uh, I mean, I think we're all going to probably be in the same boat here. Uh, they've uh, admins have done a good job. They've already released a setup for next week, so that's a that's good. So we're able to go ahead and start practicing if we want. Yeah, uh,
0: that would require me to actually have time.
2: So Joe so said, I-, I mean, Joe's out there asking you, what's your favorite track outside of Darlington? Charlotte. I I feel you on that one. I I like Charlotte. Uh, It suits me, suits my driving style pretty good. And uh, I think the last time I went to Charlotte, I was going to be a factor in that one up until the first green flag pit stop where I thought the speed limit was 55 when it was 45. I was so confident driving in at 55, like got it down to speed. Yeah, buddy, I got this Uh, because I think I... I drove back from, I think eighth place up to third and I was catching the the top two, which was, I think, uh, Steve and Josh Hanner. I think those were the two up front and I was clicking off every single lap. And then I go into the pit road and just completely destroy it.
4: Yeah, if I could, um, I just like, I don't know, for some reason I can just feel that track. Um, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I like it though.
2: Yeah, I think, I, I think I've even got a pull once there. So, I mean, I, I really like that track. Um, I can't wait till we get, we race it in next year. I uh, feel, feel confident when I go there. Uh, hopefully that translates to Las Vegas. They're similar in nature. But uh, hopefully that, that right there will carry me because I got two races in two different leagues. That's uh, depending um, on that well, one.
4: <laughs> Look, looking forward to next year and, and not having to worry about provisionals and just say we're going to count X number of races and you know get rid of all the provisional tracking and I think that'll be a lot better
2: I think it'll make it more competent or uh, competing aspect of it. it's going to make it more interesting because uh, there's quite a few people that uh, stop racing for a while and then they come back in they're still in the playoffs and they haven't raced in a while so like I, I think it makes it great for the people who actually want to invest the time into uh, the series. How mad were you at the last Southern get together? I brought my rig and David Trigger bought his SRC wheel and pedals.
0: Sorry. Just got back. I had to keep my cat. I'll
4: tell you what, what what broke my heart was, is I remember sitting down and running some laps and then Dave sat down and ran laps on the same equipment. And I said, well, there goes my theory that it's the equipment. (laughs) It was not the equipment.
2: Oh, I felt that same way when in real life when I was go-kart racing, so uh, it was different weight classes between me and my dad, and I was running in the uh, kind of amateur, amateur class, the beginning one, and uh, my dad was racing in like the 45 and older senior class or whatever it was, and uh, man, I get out there, I just went out, spent my army bonus, I, I got like a $6,000 bonus after the you know the wonderful tax system took 28 percent off the top of my bonus uh, i came home with uh, just a just lower 4,000. bought me a new go kart, got everything all set up and uh, my dad was you know it's my engine builder tech and all that good stuff we go out there and man first race i'm lapped i'm just out there not doing a damn thing and get lapped and then my dad same exact equipment we don't have we, we're low budget here we don't have different engines after every race like all these high tech people do you know, we're driving in with this stuff in the back of our truck where these people were hauling in trailers. And my dad gets out there the exact same thing, different weight class, and then my dad's out there competing for the win. I'm like, screw this equipment, man.
4: That's what I mean. That was that was always my theory all along. Is I suck because I got inferior equipment, but that was not the problem. Yeah, no. Not even close.
0: No. The the biggest thing that I will say is the only piece of equipment that can make a difference is having load cell pedals. The wheel, not going to make much of a difference. Having that extra brake feel, yeah. But honestly, I didn't... I spent nearly a $1,000 on my wheel, and it wasn't that big of a difference, other than I have more buttons.
2: I I mean, you got people out there spending uh, quite a bit on everything, and then, you know... Blake's out there with the, the entry level wheel from Fanatec, uh, whooping my ass every week. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I call it, I, I go for the immersion factor, not for the, uh, I'm going to win factor. <laughs> That's about right. So may, maybe whenever I do, we start winning and I start competing at the top then I'm like, yes, yeah, the equipment, not me.
4: I missed the, uh, TNT segment, but, um. The end of that race last night, that was Josh. Man, I want to
0: talk about it. <laughs>
4: well, you had old tires that were, were um, Gary's tires, the same as yours, or did yes, he was,
0: he, Nope, he was on the same yeah. strategy as me. The next, That's one up what was, we saw,
2: the next one up was Brandon Bernhardt. He was the next one up in fourth uh, that had the fresh set of tires. Uh, Sean Carmody had fresh set of tires too, but he didn't get third until the last lap. So they were kind of battling back there. So.
4: If Brandon got kind of boxed in and, and, and just intentionally, well, well, I mean, that's a good strategy, but I couldn't believe the moved Gary May. I, I was just like, it blew me away. We were like, me and Joe were going, check this out. <laughs> I
0: I locked up a little bit going into the last turn just because it was, yeah, I was tired at that point, but. No, it was the perfect move at the perfect time. And I can't take anything away from him. It's just annoying that
2: that, that 89
0: laps it. left, <laughs> led, and then only one that counts.
2: You didn't lead.
4: <laughs> he won one. I, I went back and looked, and he said, led one lap. I was like, oh, man, that is just salt wow. in the wound.
2: I mean, that. He let Josh led every other lap, the whole entire race. I was watching it, you know, and commenting on it all night long that you know he's led every lap. Will, will he be able to finish? Will somebody and So be the able commentators
0: to get off? curse, you jerk.
2: <laughs> it only, I mean, it only took eighty nine laps for that to happen, right?
4: Man, it, it was exciting though. I mean what a, what a great ending. And I mean and these guys were like bumper to bumper.
2: It was quarter panel,
4: a quarter panel, and I mean, it was just, it was phenomenal to watch. Just...
0: I was somewhat amazed that at New Hampshire, which is a notoriously difficult track to run, there were as few of cautions that weren't caused by people just getting aggressive. It was, for the most part, it was just, you know what, damn good racing that caused it. And, well, I can't I can't be mad at that yeah a lot I mean, of a lot of
4: improved drivers too I mean they there was there showed a ton of improvement in several drivers last night over what they had been doing and and that was great to see
2: yeah I mean it was just uh some some of them were just they just gunned it just a little bit too hard in the corner coming out and uh self-spin but I mean there was nobody put anybody else really in danger no no not i wouldn't say intentional wrecking but no blatant just like lost control of it you know like uh so i mean it was great racing uh all night long i mean like you said we got like two two long runs in there that took up most of the race and then just a few filler cautions there that josh didn't want to see at the end
4: no. i sent, sent dave my um, mailed him my my rift s so he's gonna get to try that out next week so looking forward to him getting that and seeing how that does for him
0: yeah i may have promised him that i was going to test to see if his graphics card would work yeah i'm still gonna do it because the laptop that i need to do it is one i need to set up for work anyway but i actually i'm a huge fan of vr in comparison to triples i've run both for me it's the less distractions from the outside world when you're in vr because well quite literally you can only see the screen that's in f- attached to your face
4: that's a benefit for me
0: and the only time i remember that i'm not actually in a car is when my cat decides to ram my leg f- waiting <laughs> for food at 9 p.m
2: oh man but yeah i mean i'm torn like i love both uh uh, I recently swapped back to the Triples to see how the new video card would handle it, and i I got to put back up on the screen a lot of different things that I got, uh, tools and analyzers that uh, I wasn't able to do in VR, so I that I missed. So I don't know. I'm gonna run Triples for a little bit, see how I like it, and I always have the Reverb G2 laying around to go back to in a moment's notice if I want to switch back to it. But I I tell you what, I I really do like the G2 compared to uh, the Quest 2. So there was a huge step up in the field of view and the quality of the graphics. And I think it was a massive difference between the two.
4: You know, between that and the Quest 2, I I thought the graphics would be a little little more vivid than they are. I mean, it is definitely an improvement, no doubt. Um, It's just so much more comfortable.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it, it's comfortable. I I ended up getting a different head strap on to my Quest 2 that had like a uh, a gear knob in the back that would tighten and loosen so it make it, you know, adjustments easier because the Quest 2's strap uh, original strap just suck. And uh but uh, yeah, the visuals on the G2 was a lot nicer and it was everything was just smoother on it i mean even if you try to put the quest 2 in 120 hertz mode so you get 120 frames per second over the 90 that it, it defaults with that the g2 has the g2 just felt nicer and smoother overall compared to the quest 2.
4: yeah i kept my quest 2 just for playing beat saber and stuff like that
2: Yeah, I can't
0: count the number of times that Beat Saber has caused me to almost yank cables out of my computer. (laughs) But like me, I'm still using the original HTC Vive, and that's just because I'm too cheap to buy a new one at this point. And I'll admit, eh, I've thought about upgrading, but I haven't really had an issue and the one that I want
2: not in stock. Yeah. Ever. I mean, I, I mean, the vibe is still a really good option out there too. I mean, the uh, only reason why I bought the G two is because it dropped two hundred bucks uh on sale for like a day and a half or so, and luckily I, I saw that on the forums uh, and uh, was able to spread the word and quite a few people and they all uh, went on bought the. Just the gonna G2. say that's why Carl has it. Yeah.
4: Uh, me, Kevin, yep. both got it i think um dan i think is thinking about possibly buying randy's Amen. uh quest
2: i think uh uh juice juice just went out and got the g2 he's mm-hmm. loving it so uh he's trying to make a comeback i know he, keep, he uh he keeps messaging me out of the blue here and there as, asking questions about everything because he just went on i mean he just did a huge massive upgrade i think the only thing stopping him is still his internet service uh it's killing him, but uh, he went out and got an Accuforce V2 and the whole entire setup for a really good deal. I wish I, I wish I could have got the deal that he got because he's got the uh, button box that came along with it, so he's got all the buttons and dials on the side of the uh, wheel and everything. So he's got the toggle switches. I mean, he's he's got the full setup for less than I paid for my full setup. So. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't wait to see Juice back on the track because I know uh, last year when he was on the track, he was a force to be working with. But um, So, we're coming towards the end. Let's start talking about the Cup Series. So, Cup Series this weekend is the cutoff race at Bristol. So, we're going to be going in there. Uh, 16 people are entering, and only 12 people can actually come out for it. So what's your outlook there for you, Ed?
4: Well, after I realized, I was pretty bummed out when I looked at the point, at the standings because, you know, I missed Darlington and I was last. And then I realized, wait, I didn't get my provisional. So it put me at, in 12th now. So I am three points above Kevin, 10 points above William, if I'm reading it. No. No, yeah. I'm sorry.
0: No, you're yeah. Ten no, points above
4: right. Kevin. Ten. I'm ten above Kevin, and 13, twelve above William. So I gotta have. I gotta have a solid race.
0: I was gonna say I was. I did when we were talking about bringing you on. I was just like, look, Ed is on the positive side of everything that we have going here, but from Twelfth down to fifteenth, or yeah, fifteenth. It's very small spread. We're talking thirteen points.
4: Yep. Yeah. So I mean that 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 twelfth spot is really is it's could be anybody's. I mean, especially at Bristol. Um, you practiced know, practiced practice it last night and. Love what they've done with it. I mean, uh, that bottom groove has good, good grip. I just got, um, I was about, I don't know, a half to three quarters of a second off of the leaders in practice. You, um, you
2: mean me? You mean
0: me? <laughs> wait, wait, Adam was the leader in practice? Yeah. Did only four people show up?
2: Six, buddy. Uh, six. Right there were Six. Six. And before uh, Justin Justin got in there, I was almost a tenth ahead of everybody until Justin Rudden came in and uh uh kind of cut a little gap right there. So I I will take that in stride for once being the fastest in a six-person practice.
4: You know, if you can just stay out of trouble at Bristol, you're going to have a decent finish. Yeah, I, that's a, that's a that's a pretty big if, depending on where you start.
2: Yeah, I'm hoping everybody you know it kind of settles in and knows it's a long haul race i mean it's a really rhythm based track there and you kind of gotta be able to hit it and, i mean i ran 250 60 70 something like that on tuesday night there and uh tires fall off and that upper lane starts to come in and that's kind of where it's king and uh tire wear is is prevalent so yeah, you can have fast laps like uh, I, somehow managed. I don't, I couldn't replicate it, so it was a one-off lap for me. But uh, I'm more concerned now about those uh, 20, 30, 40, 50 lap stints.
4: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be. I mean, I, I like Bristol. That's another another track that I like. I like to run. Um, because you got to have a little touch, and those seem to suit me a little better so
2: yeah i'm, I'm hoping like we'll uh, joe said uh hopefully that we're gonna have a large a large field on sunday nights i'm hoping we get you know between the average of uh 25 30 like you know we were getting before at bristol so i mean that will play huge into where you finish that for the point spread and you know it, it makes it more challenging of race overall too for bristol trying to get that many cars out there on that track uh especially if we get some really long green, green flag runs trying to drive through the field past the lab traffic and all that good stuff
4: i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be you know the, the usual culprits will will be up front and we'll be chasing them uh like I said, just want to keep four fenders on it and, you know, not, not go through those fast, fast repairs.
2: That one fast repair. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, you're right. That That's right. Cup. I don't know if y'all just saw the end of the. Oh my God. Race. That
0: was absolutely <laughs> that brilliant.
4: I think they just wrecked half the field crossing the start finish line.
0: <laughs> oh my God. The fact that the leaders were probably at about 45 degrees coming across the line, that's that was just beautiful.
2: That sounds like a AOL Darlington or Martinsville start there. Or not AOL, No, that, that was a finish. Oh, that was a finish. Oh yeah, that was. They went green, white,
0: checker, and whew, there was. Uh, I'm hoping from the broadcast booth that's the kind of thing that we get to see on Sunday coming to the finish, but. We probably won't because we're a little bit more of gentlemen than these guys are.
4: Yep. Yeah. yeah, we're not making a living. I
2: don't know. Ed's going to dump somebody so he can make them that 12th spot. I know it. Ed's
0: going <laughs> to well, I mean, him.
4: you know, let me tell you, who's, who's
6: <laughs> 11th?
0: I, I, I was going to say this. People that need to watch out. We've got Kevin Pearson, William Klingbill, Don Warnke, and Jason Swan that need to be worried about Ed right now. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, and I'm only three behind Tim and, and Brandon. If
0: you're allowed to take him out. I encourage it.
4: <laughs> Tim or Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do that. I could never do it.
0: And I hope, hopefully if Tim's watching or listens
2: to this later, I'm kidding, Tim. <laughs> Wink. If you're not, he came, can't, he can't watch it when he's listening to it back on Spotify. <laughs>
0: Tim Tim's actually one of my favorite people to run with, and he's he has my full respect, and that's yeah, I'll mess with Tim every day because Tim will do the same thing to me
2: <laughs> uh Justin said if there was real money online, you can tell Mr. Clinton there that his chances would end up in a cloud of smoke. <laughs> Just
0: don't, <laughs> don't don't get anywhere
2: near Carl
0: if you are running any kind of orange.
4: No, that's why I haven't put much orange on the car. I used to do that, but I thought you know that might just piss the wrong people off. And I'm sure I'll know, bring it Ohio out. Ohio native, and event. I couldn't
2: care less. And well, I guess I'll, I'll I'll run orange for you. I'll do my Whataburger car this weekend.
4: It's on my Orca car. It's not it's not a Clemson car. It's the um. Oh, shoot, I can't think of a beer. Shock top?
0: Yep. Uh, I've seen that a few times when you guys come out and practice with us.
4: That's always fun, too. But, I mean, gosh, you look. The chase from, from top to bottom right now, 75 points.
2: I mean, it's a tight spread for this this three race right here. So, it, it's going to be, you know, you got to have a good night. I mean, I somewhat like the IVRL by putting in, uh stages having stage points because it puts a little bit more strategy into it versus please say I survived the race and I could move on whereas like you have to you know compete the whole entire race because you want to get those stage points because they're valuable in uh these uh playoff races so you know that's time. uh, you know that was another little monkey wrench into it whereas this Sunday it's uh you know I just know I have to finish in front of these four people and I should pat, I should make it through which is still a hard chore to do if there's a lot a large field that kind of throws a monkey wrench into it.
4: I'm just glad I didn't miss the chase by one point this year. That was that was heartbreaking last year.
2: Yeah, I'm glad I was able to come through and uh, make it into everything after uh, all the moving around and having to go back and forth between here in North Carolina and. I was able to do, be able to uh, make them in because you know I I look forward to, you know, be competing. I know I won't be in the top four, but I'm hoping to get through at least the round of 12 and maybe the round of eight in each league I go into. Yeah, honestly. My, my entire go goal for this
0: year was to make the chase for the sportsman. I have officially completed that. Okay, I'll... I'm lying, I wanted the turtle lamp.
2: Yes, you, we, we've heard it all year long from the get-go that you're after the turtle lamp. You can't deny that. It's, it's on the air. We've been recording this forever.
0: No, the sportsman though, like that one actually, just because, again, who what I'm running with, I'm running with these guys. I'm running with Ed and all of the originals from the league. That one just makes me happy because it just makes me feel... You know what? Like I belong with these guys.
4: Oh, you definitely do. It's been that has been one of the neat things is the 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 new guys coming in. Um it's just I mean it's so fun. I mean I love racing with the old guys, but I love meeting all the new guys too.
2: And then you kind of like etching your legend, you know, your your story within this large massive field that's going on for uh future generations so you know you'll have the next uh you know Blake Gordons that'll be coming through and you know we'll be the uh of the series and we'll see the next generation come through in the next 5, 10, 15 years if if I'm still racing here if my wife lets me
4: (laughs) now I'm gonna rub it in fresh pound cake out of the oven Uh,
0: my wife's just knitting right now so Granted, she's knitting a C-3PO pillow to go on our new couch, which goes to show the level of nerd that both of us are. Dedication.
4: That was awesome.
0: So, Granted, I'm the one that started the pillow, but she's way
2: better at it than me. Justin says, you'd do great if you could only pit.
0: I'm aware that that is my
2: Achilles heel. <laughs> If you saw me
0: in practice on Thursday, yesterday, I seriously did at least ten reps of entering pit lane.
2: Yeah, I like Joe's idea. We—I uh, forgot. He—he uh, he was talking about it after his fuel fiasco. For uh, you know, all these wonderful suggestions is uh, somehow mimic a fifty percent tire wear or something to that effect, so that you can go out and put scuffed tires on and go around and do tire runs when you're late in it because most people go out, run 10 laps at the most and then continue to practice or they'll go out with on fresh tires and like okay, I'm pitting now. And uh, that's not the same as having a, you know, full fuel run of uh, tires wear on it and trying to pit at the same time.
0: Oh, I love okay, I don't run the stint analyzer, but uh, Carl does and while we're in practice, he'll throw up Okay, this is the order for 10 laps and then 15 laps. And then once you hit 20, you're lucky to find three people. Yeah. And honestly, that's part of the reason why... Okay, Carl murders me in long run. I have yet to figure out why, how... There's just something about that guy that is just amazing on long runs.
2: He keeps hiding from us. What are you hiding?
4: My wife wants to walk by. She doesn't want to be on camera. <laughs> it's
0: all right. My wife doesn't do it either. So She doesn't
4: want to be on camera. I get it. As long as she keeps bringing me pancake, I'll, I'll block that sucker. <laughs> yep. No. But when you're talking about pits, man, I can't tell you how many races that is, I mean, I lose, go in right behind somebody and next thing you know, I'm eight seconds behind them on the track because I screwed up, you know, just too slow going in and that's usually it. So that's one of the things that I'm going to practice.
0: I don't know I, I follow people in and then I end up getting speeding penalties because they break really freaking early.
2: I I drove in like a Nancy he drove in like a superhero and he gets mad at me because he sped on Pit Road.
4: Well I I won't call any names, but I was going in the pits and I was like eight seconds ahead of the guy behind me and he caught me at the entrance to Pit Road actually and it actually caught and passed me as we entered pit road and i thought i didn't realize how how much i was killing myself until that happened i was like oh my god and i just gave up eight seconds
2: yeah I, you know uh i don't know i mean it's like luck of the draw sometimes too just on regular yellow flag pit stops because i don't know i in ivrl we would do you know underneath the stages I come in and then I come out to two spots ahead of people around me. And I'm like, they're like, what'd you do? I was like, I just pitted. I don't know what happened. I don't know how I gained two spots when we're all running the same speed down pit road. So sometimes it's luck at a draw where you can kind of jump out in front of them. I and says you get a 13.9, but this guy's going to get a 14.3. I, I don't understand how they, they justify those pit times. It, it's all about how you
0: actually put yourself into the pits where you stop and how centered you are
2: and how straight you are.
4: Oh, I never noticed they were different.
2: Yeah, sometimes you go in your pit stops for different times. It's not every one of them uh, are the exact same pit stops ever. So,
0: uh, yeah, I... It's one of the big things I learned when I switched to DRE is it'll tell you... Stopped or perfect to where the fact that it actually started calling out perfect, I started to learn in comparison to the lollipop and where specifically I need to be in terms of left or right. That okay, this is where I need to be.
4: Great, now that's just more stuff I gotta practice. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> me and pit stops, Killing there's just small. like five variables that end up screwing me every race yeah uh,
2: but uh no i'm looking forward to sunday at bristol i'm hoping that you know it's a good clean race throughout it we get some long green flag runs to actually let the tires actually make a huge difference because i found out on tuesday night they make a huge killing difference especially even if you try a different strategy on tuesday night uh, I pitted at, with like a little over 90 laps to go and I knew that I could make it to the end and nobody else pitted uh, I had like 10 lap newer tires I was able to drive up through the field slowly because I didn't want to burn my stuff out knowing I was going to have to do a full fuel Full fuel run whereas everybody else was going to have to pit so I didn't want to burn my stuff up too quickly and uh These guys pitted and still came back on me and got two laps back and passed me so you know, tires, tires make a huge difference. I thought I was going to come home with a second place. Cause once, uh, everybody pitted, I was sitting in second, about, a uh, one second back behind, uh, Joseph Causey. And I was like, man, I got this in the bag. We got 20 laps to go there. People were still two laps down and then people started passing me. And I was like, Alright, cool. We got 10 laps to go. They started passing me again. And I was like, crap, I don't know if I'm gonna get this one. <laughs> and no, I didn't. I came home fifth. So I had uh three people with fresh tires come up and pass. So yeah, it's uh tires tires make a huge deal at Bristol.
4: Duly noted. <laughs> That's
2: if we
0: if we get those runs and please everyone,
2: give us those runs. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, that that was a huge different strategy. I mean, if I would have pitted because I, I finally caught the guy that won the race and he pitted, if I would have pitted with him, I used fresh tires to get to the front. And then that they didn't have, And if I would have pitted with him, I could at least, if I didn't beat him, I could have at least got second or third, Some uh, finished in a podium spot instead of being in fifth because I would be able to get my two laps back. But if there was a caution that came out, it would have been in favor for me and Causey because me and him were the only two on the lead lap at the time for, for the longest time. So. All right. And then as we get to 10.15 for everybody on the East Coast, uh, we're coming to the end of the segment. And we're going to go to our fancy talking of who's going to win the race there, Ed.
4: Which one, Bristol? Yeah. Um, yep. Well, since he paid me 20 bucks, I'm going to say Joe.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Admin sticking together there.
4: No, nah, I, I, J- Joe is just, I mean, he, like you guys said earlier, man, he has really been putting some good runs together. Um, man, throw a blanket over those top five. You know, top six. I mean, any of those guys could win it, but it's got a good feeling about Joe.
6: Can't
0: really argue that one, but I'm gonna do it just because I want to give him the commentator's curse. <laughs> I got, I got Justin Anderson. Yeah,
4: I, I got. Oh, he's gonna be cussing you.
0: Yeah, gonna... that's just normal. <laughs>
2: I'm going to go, we'll, we'll stick with this theme of steel horse racing here. I'm going to go with a different one of my team members. I'm going to go with Greg Wellen. I picked him last week, but I'm, <laughs> he said fucker. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm going to go with my other one. Now, Greg Wellen, he's really good at tire conservation. Uh, the man's out there putting a the killing on whenever we have these long green flag runs and is able to put together some long, uh, uh, some good tire savings. So if Greg Wellen shows up, I, that's who I'm gonna go with. As a, it's gonna be a still horse racing pick from what the broadcast or the podcaster says.
0: I mean, it, it's, unfortunately, a very safe bet. Oh,
2: well, hey, Ed, we appreciate um, you we coming. On.
0: We don't have Carl to sit here and pick Blake. Yeah, we don't have him on here. Because that's who we would, he would have picked. Another good. Oh yeah, it's again everybody that's been picked. You know what? It's a twenty five percent with everybody that's been picked,
4: except for one one idiot picked me. Well, I'm like, pick- what, is he, what is he thinking?
2: He picked you to come on the <laughs> show because you're awesome.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I appreciate it, man. I do enjoy enjoy being on here and um, appreciate what you guys do every week. That's a lot of work.
0: it's also a lot of fun and yes. again, it, it it's the reason why I could be running with you guys, but it's actually way more fun to be in the booth on Sundays cause it's a great product, and you know what, I get to. Sit there and nitpick, you guys,
4: <laughs> and Just...
2: nit. Well, sometimes. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's a, it's a blast. We love uh, broadcasting for everybody. It's a great time to get out there and you know showcase it. I I never thought we'd get to well, five five different broadcasts every single week now, and uh, you know, you know, whenever me and Larry thought this up last year after you know. Doing it here and there for the C- the cup series, and then uh, Thursday nights. We never thought it would get this far, and uh, our future of 2022 is uh, on the horizon. We're gonna we're starting to think about what's 2022's got to offer for us. So it's gonna be a great great time seeing what that's gonna have for us.
4: Yeah, 2022 is gonna be even better.
2: Yeah, so. We we love doing it and it's uh it's a lot of work on the back end to make sure everything runs smoothly and trying to get everything but we love it and then we we love having this podcast and uh we we love you know when people actually come out and interact with it and uh you got to cover the camera again I think She just opened the door He's, I was going <laughs> to say she's something call. on the side there
0: <laughs> The only thing that we have to worry about is Adam's
2: not allowed to broadcast on Monday Monday nights, Monday nights, I, uh, the fuel racing league and me broadcasting, uh, actually being the production manager does not go together at all. I don't understand it. So I'm going to
0: stick with the only two differences between our computers is you have a better processor than me. And you also have better Ram than me. And yet somehow
2: my computer deals with it better. I don't know. It could have been two gigantic flukes back to back, but I don't know. But it's always fun uh it's fun to build to build this brand and uh go out there and uh be able to broadcast for all these talented racers out there week in and week out that that includes you your talented racer ed yeah
4: Yeah, thank you
2: you're in the chase in
0: both so that's a lot more to say than someone like nick
2: where Nick? Uh, he 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 was was he was on for a little bit. Uh, for the first segment, he didn't race in or had no really participation in, uh, and then had to leave.
4: And yeah, ha- is he been? I mean, he's been missing some races too. Is he going to be back, or is he going to be in the chase?
0: Uh, he's another one that I'm going to be have been giving a certain level of shit to to make sure that he shows up.
4: I hope so. I mean, he earned it. Needs to be there for it.
0: And I mean, at least the first round of the chase for sportsmen kind of falls into his lap because he gets a super speedway. And I'm going to admit this one time and never again. He's damn good on a super speedway.
4: He does well.
0: And you will never hear me say that
2: again. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, uh, we appreciate you coming on air tonight, and uh, we'll Thanks, see you on Sunday night.
4: All right. Take care. Have a good weekend. See you Sunday. See you, sir. Go, Tiger.
2: All righty. Well, hey, that's the end of the show. Uh, come out Sunday night. Watch the AOL Cup Series. We'll have... Wonderful Josh Lassen and Hot Carl Henderson out there broadcasting (laughs) Uh, from Bristol Motor Speedway. We're going to have a Bristol night race with these guys. They're going to put on a fantastic show. Uh, We're going to have the playoff cutoff race for the round of 12. See who who within the top 16 will make it to the top 12.
0: And we're definitely the uh, live scoring tool that Carl put together is going to be up at all times, so everyone can see how things are going to shake out. And you know what? I, I quite literally have no guess because everybody that's close to the cut line, they're all fantastic racers. Some of them have bad luck, and it's all it takes. Bristol, a Bristol. Bristol is the epitome of a bad luck track.
2: Yeah, anything can happen at Bristol, especially if we get a large field. You could finish, uh, you know, 16th and uh, still not make the chase, uh, you know, or you can finish 12th where you should be able to go forward. If But if the one person in front of you gets up there and runs top five, top three, top, or wins the race, you're out of it. So, I mean, there's a lot of different variables. Uh, nobody's really safe there. I mean, there's a lot of spots that could be dropped. So it's going to be a great race to go out there and see. Uh, then next Wednesday, we start our very first race in the playoffs for the sportsman series. Carl Henderson will be the one, uh, broadcasting for that one. And then next Thursday, we'll be back at Bristol. will be at least me and then uh, maybe Randy, if he's not out there being a, you know, guitar hero. We're hanging out with Pat Patterson because you know, Pat Lord Patterson. knows he had
0: to come on tonight to at least show that. Rub his face. it. In a-
2: he has dinner with other famous people. Yeah, I'm having dinner by myself. That he's out there living life. So, yep, yeah, that, that'll that do it here. Huh? That's a good way to end it. Really? The show. You, you skipped something there. No. Where are we Tuesday? Tuesday. Oh, yeah, Tuesday. The IVRL. We're going to be at Vegas. Because what stays in Vegas or what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I'm tired.
0: Uh, <laughs> you, you. It also sounds like you really just don't want to run Vegas, and uh,
2: it, it's not one of my strong tracks. And uh, but it's better than the short track, so I'll take that. I'll take a Vegas over a Richmond any day. So, um, I'll agree with that statement every
0: day of the week, sober, drunk,
2: so asleep uh, or not. Yeah, IVRL, we'll be out there. That will be uh, Nick and Randy on the horn for that one. So be out there watching us uh see how the first race of the uh round of 12 goes uh the round of uh 16 wasn't that dramatic because two of the racers uh didn't race anymore one of them fell out uh due to uh, outside commitments with his kids and the other person just did not show up for two races so uh that was pretty easy uh going uh round of 16 going to 12 but the next one it's gonna be a hard fought battle in the uh, vrl for the next uh see who moves on to the round of eight so come out there and watch us uh subscribe like us on uh facebook youtube twitch and now twitter so go out there and say hi to us we uh try to start putting out a little bit more messages here and there so on that note from all of us at ghostfire media you guys have a wonderful night i'm adam that's josh and uh we'll see you next time
5: Thank you for watching iRacing
3: on the Ghostfire Media Network.